Yeah. Pie. Mm, yeah. So, uh, happy birthday to me. As you people listen to this on Wednesday or later, my birthday is today. Pie. Happy birthday. So, Jess made me dinner. This is good. Delicious hand pies, followed by a delicious, sweet banana bourbon pie. That's a lot of sugar for a guy that is not really eating a lot of sugar these days. That was delicious. It's so good. It's good. You are taking the rest of that home, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do with it? Am I going to be expected to eat all that pie? That's the polite thing to do. Okay. Right. <laughs> you don't have to. You can throw it away. No. Okay. No. Maybe the Irish pie, will come, do whatever home. You want. come home and eat it. Or we could take your mom a piece. Oh, we could. We could even take your mom some of those hand pies. She'd appreciate those. But are you taking those home? I just don't want to. Nope. You, okay, because I was planning on eating some more of those. They're good. I just didn't want to seem like a fat asshole in front of everyone earlier. <laughs> and we had to get down here and, and well, record Well, she made them for you. So uh, we do have a great interview. So Chris Provost, um, who is the MC for Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff. We talk, we do talk about Comic Con for quite a bit, uh, but we talk about a lot of other stuff. Um, dad it's, jokes, Star and we Wars, laugh a lot. His other projects, yeah, uh, other things that that he does. Movies, acting, um, some movies he's been in. Um, I'm just repeating everything you say. Can you say some more stuff? Because I, I realize <laughs> I'm legit just, <laughs> just repeating, repeating what you it. say. Like you said something, I'm like, yeah, and then this. It's more of that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when he was telling uh, his story about Star Wars, it always makes me think, and it's my birthday, so this is timely. So have I ever told you guys the story of my birth? <clears throat> well, you've told me the not, story not of the, your birth. Not the story of my conception, because that's probably not that's appropriate. That's creepy. Um, no, so, so the day I was born... July nineteenth. The day he was born. Um, <laughs> so that that year, I was born in the as evening. A, as a blonde-haired, blue-eyed dude, that was very appropriate. I was born in the evening. It was like ten thirty somewhere that that time at night when I was actually when I actually started charging my way out of the canal, and then they had to cut me out of my mom <laughs> when it went towards the light. Well, my shoulder was going first. Like even then, I was being an asshole. I was like shoulder first out of my mom. They're like, "Fuck, we got to cut this bitch open." <laughs> C-section. 10.36 p.m. is when See, you there were born. you go. There you go. Now people can steal my identity. I'm sure that's a question somewhere. Uh, anyway, so all this is, happens, right? So before this, when my mom's going into labor, my dad, uh, my dad is doesn't want to take her to dick? the hospital. And the reason is Star Wars is being aired on TV. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the first airings on normal television. And this is, you know, back then in like the 70s and 80s when movies got to the TV. Because VCRs weren't a thing, really. You had to rent them and then there was very few movies. And, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you it was when something got to TV, that was the big time. Like you had to I remember as a kid, like counting down shows that would be coming out. And yeah. You'd mark your calendar and... Mark the TV guy. Well, and there's no damn DVRs. There's in, uh-uh, and, you and gotta even, watch it. Yeah, I mean, you could set your VCR to record once those came around and were were really prevalent in like the late '80s. They started to get really prevalent, but before that, they weren't. So anyway, so Star Wars is on, <laughs> and my dad doesn't want to take my mom to the hospital because Star Wars is on. <laughs> That's legit. <laughs> so you'd think like I would have some predisposition to hate Star Wars, but I fucking love it. I love it. Uh, so my grandma who. You know, she's like four foot eleven, shorter than Brie, feisty little Cherokee Indian woman. Uh, 
bright red yelling at my dad to get off his ass, <laughs> stop watching a fucking movie, and take his wife to the hospital <laughs> so she could birth their child. Uh, so that's my first experience with Star Wars. Dun, dun, dun. That's the Indiana Jones you were about to. Yeah, I was about to stop myself. It's uh, the whole wrong Harrison, Harrison Ford. It's the Harrison Ford. Thing. It's still John Williams. Harrison Ford. It's also Lucas. Lucas was Indiana Jones dun, and Steven Spielberg. Dun, it's dun, 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 just think about those like the, that set of movies that they did together was just on the golden age of movies. Yeah, yeah, so good. Uh, so a lot of talk about uh, this week. A um, lot of lot of things going on. Um, that interview is great. It's it's rather long, uh, but I think you will all enjoy it. I we, think it was worth it. It's it very, didn't feel long. No, not at all. The good ones usually are, and and rather funny. Um, we talk about a lot of kind of secret Comic Con stories. Maybe uh, I don't know how secret. Some I don't know that they're secret. I've been heard some of them before. So yeah, some backstage kind of stuff. So a lot of lot of lot of good stuff. Um, how you guys' weeks been this last week? So I as I, I sent. Oh, I, the Hold pictures. On. I'm going to stop you right there. Just stop me right there. So, we are the new Utah podcast. Oh, yes. Let's do that. This is episode <laughs> 60. In case you didn't know what you were listening to, we talk about all things Utah, but first we talk about ourselves. Mostly I do, but I try to get other people to do <laughs> and the And then same. he interrupts people because they start talking about themselves. Yeah, I mean, I'm your host and interrupter, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we need that on the cards. <laughs> host, host and, and interrupter. interrupter. <laughs> Maybe if we start making more personalized ones instead of the group ones. <laughs> yeah, or just have have your guy redo it, but have him just tat up my forehead. Interrupter. <laughs> we can add just little like scarlet titles eye. at the bottom. Interrupter and asshole, or asshole interrupter, or is that a different thing? That's a that's a different thing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that might. Write that down. <laughs> that might be something. Okay, different. so while you're writing that down, Jeremy, pictures or something. Okay, well, so so with with the 24th of July coming up. Which is Pioneer Day for those of you folks out pie, there. Pie and beer. Day. And we've talked a, a lot about the fireworks and everybody who saw the posts. So that house is less than a block away that got hit by the fireworks and it's it's totally destroyed. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was looking at those pictures the, that you sent the, me. The so that's just down the street from your house. Yeah, huh? Block away, not even a whole block away. So the garage roof is completely gone. There's no roof left. Yeah, it looks like that's where it must have started. I, th- I think that I heard it hit the vent. On the side of the house and went into the insulation just just so so it with with fireworks season still upon us and Monday's another round of fireworks. Fuck. Be we're, careful. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that probably. I mean, do we want to talk about it now? Do we want to just we talk could. about it now? So, um, fuck you guys that are lighting off fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. There were so many fuck. We talked about this last week. There were so many fucking fires from fireworks around the 4th. Yeah. The Alpine fire, however, started by a bullet and not a ricochet, just the heat of the bullet. That tells you how fucking hot things are, and that tells you how dry, how dry things it is. are. So dry. Um, and, and it's just super, super dangerous. So we've already had, we had uh, West Jordan banned fireworks. We had um, Cottonwood Heights. Ban fireworks. Now, West Jordan's come out, and there's a couple of places you can go look on any of the news sites locally. There's a couple of places because basically they recognize Salt Lake City proper has changed their boundaries as well. Yeah, the, the and what can be put off. Not um, who's doing no ground or aerials. That's that's uh, that's Olympus or not Olympus, but um, um, 
Cottonwood Heights. Cottonwood Heights. And then West Jordan has no aerials. Uh, but both of the, all the regions recognize people buy their fireworks early. A lot of people buy a bunch of fireworks on the 4th and then p- go blow half of them on the 24th. Right. So they've got all these fireworks. Um, Veterans Memorial Park and, let's see, and the Ronwood Baseball Complex for so, West Jordan. Yeah, so if you're, if you live in West Jordan and you light fireworks anywhere but there, you're an asshole. The biggest issue is it's hard to tell who let them off. It's really, really hard to police when people are lighting off fireworks within city limits. Well, it happens so fast. Yeah, and and by the time the police can respond to that bullshit instead of a real fucking emergency... uh, Well, a fire is a real emergency. Yeah, but that's not the police responding at that point. They're having to go drive around and look for dumbasses lighting off fireworks and give them tickets for lighting off fireworks instead of stopping the bitch from stealing the fire truck and driving it up to Walgreens. <laughs> Still amazing. That just blows my mind. Every, you know, I was in I was in Virginia talking to someone for work like two months ago, and they asked me about that. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> They're like, didn't someone like steal a fire truck or something i'm like yeah i was right by my fucking house that was like <laughs> people in virginia or like your co-workers no people in virginia like uh some of the, you know uh, when you make the news in virginia <laughs> it's just like it's unbelievable the, the anyway so yeah so big deal um don't light them off uh just go to a celebration that someone's hosting those are even not without without harm Houses have been lost. Um, Sugar House Park. <laughs> go look at Sugar House Park. It's just a scar, a burn scar now. Just right off of I fifty or off of I eighty, you can see it. Yeah. So and and some of the stuff. So the Brian Head fires finally contained. Um, that was set off by a dude with a damn weed torch. They know who did it. They told him not to use the weed torch. He called nine one one. He called them right after he started the fire out of control. They fucking told him not to do it, and he did it anyway. So they'll go after him. But there was an interesting article on KSL uh, about recouping the costs of fighting Utah wildfires. And it's the, the cost is unreal. So there's only they've only been able to recover about a third of the $33 million, um, that it's pursued through civil action since 2003. Well, the, the Alpine fire this last weekend, which I posted a picture of that too, but... Um, I was reading a report today. That was four hundred and fifty-six thousand to take care of that fire over the weekend, and that was—I mean, it was—it was—it was a big enough fire that they evacuated twenty-five people. No homes were lost, and they got it under control. But that's a relatively small fire, and it that costs area in Alpine. That's the second time it's been on yeah. fire in the last like so five years. Well, like for example, the Bryan Head fire—they're estimating that it's already cost thirty-four million dollars to fight that fire. Uh, and the problem is. The dude that started the fire is never going to fucking be able to pay $34 million. If he gave them every dime of every day he worked for the rest of his life, he's never going to be able to give them $34 million. So where's that line? Do you just throw him in jail? I mean, like, where's that line? How do you deal with that? Well, you it's, throw him in tough. jail, and now he can't pay restitution because he's in jail, and we're paying for him to be in jail. No, but he could work and pay restitution out of his out of his labor. His right, but labor. it's like a dollar twenty-five or something. Like, yeah, I'd rather have him. be... But here's the thing: if you get a judgment on you for you know thirty-four million dollars, you file bankruptcy. Right, but I'd still rather have him be a productive member of society, just take saying away his saying you have to pay x amount of you know per, a percentage of your income. So if as it as if you know he 
he increases his income, as most do, then he has to pay a percentage of that for the rest of his life. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times these fires, they, they were talking about, a lot of times fires like this that they recoup costs from, they end up recouping them from insurance companies. Um, you know, car Homes. insurance company, home insurance companies, when when the cause of the fires are, are from those those type of things. So... I don't know. It's 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 costly. It's dangerous. And places like Alpine and Bryanhead now the the big concern is once they start getting water, and and next spring when we get the runoffs, mudslides, landslides. Because um, not to issue. derail us so fast, but that was my news from this last week. Is that poorhouse and it was a family. I I don't know the family personally, but I know they have little kids. I know it's a family with little kids. So just sad. Okay, before we, you know, keep going on with news, <clears throat> maybe we should do events. We're not doing news right now. Well, I know, but it just kind of <laughs> felt newsy. I didn't want you to keep going. Who's Don't the, give me that look. Who's the host woman? Do you think <laughs> I would just totally... Host woman? I'll take... I'll do be you host think woman. I would, do you think I would totally fuck our format just because Jeremy got us into a... Because <laughs> I messed everything Way up. to go, Jeremy. <laughs> you fucked it up and you caused a fight. We'll have makeup sex later. Don't worry, folks. Not me. No, no, not me and Jeremy. Because <laughs> that that sounds. Oh, I have to tell a vagina story. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All right. Let's go from fires. Vagina story. So, <laughs> you know, Vag Chat was a popular episode. I just want you guys to know it's gotten a lot of downloads. <laughs> so I can't remember if it was today or if it was yesterday, but the the there were some ladies down in the the kitchen and we could hear them laughing. And so when they came upstairs from lunch, I said, what are you, what were you laughing so loudly about? And they said, we can't tell you. I was like, oh, are you laughing at me? No. And so they, they come over to tell me they were talking about vaginas. And I said, oh, we had a whole episode about vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the episode wasn't really about vaginas. No. It was about Jess's vagina specifically <laughs> so trying they, to speak to me. So they looked at me and I was like, well, it was it was about talking vaginas. <laughs> Did you say so was ours? <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Oh, what I, you said, said. I said, well, specifically ours was about talking vaginas. And they, they thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so now are they going to listen to our fake radio show? No. 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 Okay. They don't even know what a podcast is. Well, Kim does. And he took one of our cards and he keeps telling me. So I'm afraid that I said something bad about him at some point and he'll hear it and then I'll feel really bad. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, I do. Cause I really like the guy. He's, he's just verbose. You're done with your ass kissing. He doesn't even listen to the show. No, I do like the guy. He's just verbose. <laughs> just messing with you. So I saw you painted your your rooster shack a little bit up too, right? Oh, we've we just found more Chicken art. Shack, yeah, we found more. Art. Oh, it was just art. You guys didn't paint that. You just found it. So, well, the big one in the middle. Julia painted that. Okay, the, the big rooster. In the That's she, always been there, right? She, about a year and a half ago, oh, and okay. she put the Chick Chalet. Made it look like the Chick Fil A sign. She put Chick Chil A over the door. But the little pieces of art we found at Savers this last weekend. I love it. I love it. Uh, did you get a rooster yet? You need to get a rooster. No. Fuck no. your neighbors. Dude, your neighbors across the yeah, street they, with those goddamn birds. The, the, no, five, ten roosters would not even equal I those. know. That's what I'm saying. So you should get oh, a rooster. Birds. One rooster is not going to kill them because those fucking birds. I cannot go over to your house without listening to those fucking... They're like some sort of fucking demon pheasant that just yeah. runs around their yard. 
Look How up, is that legal? They sound like a weird toy. It can't be. Look up guinea fowl for those who want to know what that thing sounds yeah, like. Yeah, just listen to the motherfuckers. They're so annoying. So loud. So, Jess, <laughs> what'd you do this weekend? Things. What? <laughs> I saw your mermaid cake. No, that was the oh, two, was weekends that two weekends ago. Weeks ago. She was she was oh. four wheeling and she was, was getting oh, all yeah. muddy. She was a muddy not, buddy. Not just getting muddy. I saw you got fucking pretty nasty stuck there too. Uh, like. no, I didn't. That was uh, just, that that was just pictures me. of other people getting uh, stuck. Yeah, no, I was the one recording the video. So you had fun up in Bear Lake. Always. I'd like to go up to Bear Lake. We keep hoping my my friend will finally get her cabin good enough condition that she will invite us up there. Yeah. So, I got to tell you, so Cassie, Irishman's been here. Um, I've only seen him on Sunday, though. Other than that, I haven't seen him. Yeah, they've been pretty scarce. So, they they were in Cedar City on Thursday when he got into town. They basically went down to Cedar right away. Well, they sequestered themselves in her room for like six hours. Uh, And Brie goes, I bet they're having sex. I'm like, fuck, I don't hear that. (laughs) Don't fucking tell me that. Like, I just let that be just what happens, but without my knowing, right? <laughs> like, not that I don't think it's going to happen, but now I'm thinking about her having sex with this random Irish dude upstairs. He's not it's random. Not, he is to me. You know how much I've talked to him? He's not random to her. Like, 20 minutes since he's been here. So the, then they go to the Cedar. Then he takes her on a really nice night up to Park City, goes to a nice dinner, gets her a hotel, which, by the way, in the Snapchat photo that we saw, they'd been at the hotel for like less than an hour. And it was filthy. Fucking disaster area. The room was just destroyed. (laughs) Rockstar. How do do fucking two people do that in less than an hour in a hotel room? (laughs) Rockstar. Yeah, how is that even possible? It's possible. So, and then... (laughs) Clearly, they were having fun. they, They went out to the Salt Flats. They went out to Antelope Island to Stargaze. Um, they went to some little teeny tiny reservoir. Yeah, they went to. But essentially, with my extra hours, I didn't see him until about oh two thirty on Sunday, and he's been here since Thursday. So, so Saturday <laughs> night, Saturday night, um, we're we're at a uh, housewarming party, and and uh, get a text. What was the name of the place that we stayed at in Idaho? For uh, when we went to Yellowstone. So I tell her, she's like, "In what gate did like what entrance did we use?" I'm like, "Are you guys fucking going to Yellowstone?" And then we don't hear from I her. Don't and know we yet. come home, and her car isn't here. Yeah, so we get home at like eleven o'clock. No car here. We haven't heard from her. Now I'm like, "So did you guys fucking drive up there?" No answer. <laughs> like, so at like three in the morning, I woke up for whatever reason, and I'm like, "I'm not gonna be able to go back to sleep until I go and see if her car is here." So I peeked, and her car was here. So they did not go to Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> But I wouldn't have put it past him. The downside is, and the bad news, Peter, is that um, Bree asked him if he would do it and come talk to you on the podcast. And he agreed. But since she asked him in front of Cassidy, (laughs) they are nowhere to be seen today, (laughs) this evening. They they made sure they were gone by five, and I do not know where they're at. So he he agreed. He was he was all for it. He was going to come down. He thought it was cool that you had a uh, a number. Top five, isn't it? What you said, Jess? That it, that Peter's podcast, at top I'm, ten. Honestly, I'm sure he was just saying that so we'd shut up. But. I don't think so. I think he was like legit gonna come down and say hey, because I didn't ask him to come down and like give an oratory or anything. I was just like, you know, come down and say hi to Peter, and he was like, yeah, I'll come down and say hi to Peter. They are friends, right? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, they know each friends. other. Well, they're from Ireland. Everyone in Ireland knows each other. I saw a video <laughs> yesterday on Facebook. I thought it was kind of pertinent because I knew we were going to talk about this. It was a little video that someone had posted of different Irish accents. And it was... The dialects. Yeah, different Irish dialects. And there was like one dude that was doing like 15 different dialects. And I assumed it's kind of how most of Ireland is. It's like one dude playing 15 different roles. <laughs> <laughs> So, but not Peter. It's true. I saw the same person walking just in circles around Dublin. They just changed their hats. Yeah. Like every time they'd go yep. like around the block, they'd have a new hat on. You didn't know who it was. Pretty much. He's never going to be I'm on so, our show. I'm so fucking terrible. <laughs> anyway, he's he's uh, a very nice young man. Every yeah, he time is. he's talked to me, he's very personable, and he asks about what we're doing and how <laughs> we are, and very and opposite of Cassidy who thinks and, that we're and, like the scum of the earth or something. And last night, uh we got to see the Man U game. So that was fun. That was uh, fun. Did he go with you guys to that? Oh. No. Because I wasn't going to pay another $200. Comment, yeah, this is the other thing. I made the comment, like, I know it's kind of relative for people sometimes, but there are people there bringing like their three-year-olds and four-year-olds and five-year-olds. I'm sorry, that's not something I'm going to take my five-year-old to when I'm paying for my tickets and my and with my season ticket discount rate and everything. I'm paying almost a hundred dollars a seat, and I know on public sell what those seats were going for. And I see people, you know, with like four-year-olds. I'm like, that fucking four-year-old is not going to appreciate this hundred and some odd dollar ticket that you just purchased. Like you're and fucking dumb. Four or five-year-old doesn't want to be there anyway. No, they're fucking no yelling the whole loud, time. They're upset. Now, to be fair, there were a couple kids in front of us that were... Yeah, but they were like eight or ten. They, they're probably closer to ten, but they had a real appreciation. Like, they were they both yelling had jerseys and, and, and watching the game intently. But that's the difference between a four-year-old and a ten-year-old. <laughs> but anyway, it was a fun game. RSL did well. Uh, we got a game tonight, as you guys hear this, on my birthday that I'll be watching, along with the men's team playing uh, in the Gold Cup knockout rounds. Uh, and then again on Saturday, RSL's at home. Is it Saturday or Sunday? I don't know. It's this it's, weekend. I don't know. Anyway, we're at home against Sporting Kansas home City. Home again, home again. Which will all, which is always a fun game, uh, the Sporting Kansas City game, because they're probably a feistier rival in Colorado is, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, which that leads us into events. It's Jess. Saturday. Um, what's going on this weekend? I think there's something happening. I'm not sure what. Mm, probably 24th of July. Three-day weekend, baby! For some people. Some Don't people. get all excited. Other people in the real world <laughs> where fucking Utah is not their only thing, like the 24th is not a holiday. Yes, that is true. Well, I'm work. sorry, but You're I working? work. Yep. I'm really, after my 60-hour weeks, I'm really looking forward to it. Are you working, Jeremy? I'm working. I'm not. And, of course, I'm working because <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> yes. But your Utah people... Know what they're doing. They're not. Yeah, I'm really not thinking I'm going to have a huge deal. Can I say though how nice my boss is? I'm not going to say this. On, I'm going to say this now, but I'm not going to tell everyone on the air. But I got give, I got some nice gift cards from my boss. That's very cool. Uh, just as a little bonus for doing shit for uh, the fireworks stuff because I put up with some crappy development problems. That's cool. So that's very cool. Well, and then he left the country, right? And left you to deal with it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> But so there's going to be some fireworks. I know there's fireworks after the RSL game. Who else is? Where else are the displays? Do you know? Uh, no, she doesn't have. A I didn't. Clue. A, well, I didn't ask her. <laughs> I, to, don't know. I didn't ask her to prepare it, and so yeah, and so she doesn't know how to do that because you know 
It's she's a tr- like, it's a trust thing. Apparently, she's I'm like, not trusted. She's like, is that mansplaining what I just? Yeah, did? pretty much. <laughs> she's like, unless Chris tells me what to do, I just sit at work and I'm like, I wow, do that I wonder what my I'm job just going to start doing that from now on and wait for you guys to just give me instructions. We'll see how that. <laughs> no, we'll see how that goes. No, Don't do that. I, I am ta- for look, the next like two weeks. Look, Bree and I, Bree and I were talking the other day, and I'm like, fucking Jess does so much. She's like, you know, if Jess wasn't a part of this podcast. This podcast wouldn't exist. <laughs> I did. And, and it's and, absolutely true, Jess. And uh, Carissa was asking about it. And she, she's like, does Jess get all those people? And we're like, yeah, Jess does. She's like, I could never do that and go up to people and talk to them. I'm like, she gets all of our guests. She schedules them all and she brings them all and she that, sets up all our questions. Technically, they bring themselves. Well, you vet them, you schedule them, you deal with our uh, in a, uh, ineptitude. <laughs> you print we off. We should just try news. it for two weeks. I'm just going to take instruction from you guys. No, <laughs> so, to be clear, after setting up trade shows, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, there are things going on this weekend. Um, starting on the 22nd, uh, we talked about last week, Butlerville Days up in Cottonwood Heights. Kind of a big deal. There's car show, carnival, uh, parade. And it does end with fireworks. And since it's in Cottonwood Heights, it's prob- go to that one. Probably not going to be shooting, stabbings, pepper springs, tasings, <laughs> fights. Like most of that shit's saved for the West Side, so you're probably all right. However, don't light off fireworks if you go to this one. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, also, this weekend, a reminder that the Utah Falcons, uh, Utah's own tackle f- football women's team is fighting for the championship at Cottonwood High School. It's the first time. Yeah. Uh, No. Uh, It starts on Friday. It's Friday and Saturday. But when's the actual game? I don't know. It just said four games from the 21st to the 22nd. So I don't know if they're doing like preliminary, like just fun games on Friday and then the actual games on Saturday. Um, You can check them out at Utah Falcons on Facebook and I'll link to that. Also, on the 22nd, which is Saturday, down at Provo High School, they are doing a Kids Entrepreneur Day. Basically, the kids have have set up this farmer's market. It's entirely run by kids, and it goes from 1030 to 130, and there will be a couple more of those over the next, like, month and a half. Hey, so speaking of the farmer's market, I went again. We took the dogs, which was great, except for when Leah threw up all of her breakfast. (laughs) In the middle of the walkway as we were leaving. And of course, responsible pet owner me is like, fuck, now I gotta, and in two piles, by the way, liquidy, full of puke, full okay. of dog food. <laughs> okay. And I cleaned it up. I got the doggy bags. It took four doggy bags to get most of it up. But people just like walking right through it. Fucking walking through Pushing it. Pushing their like strollers through it. I'm like, really? You should just let them keep going. And <laughs> no, because I can't be that dick. So like as we're walking in, some asshole with this big old fucking standard poodle, like Leah goes to smell its ass and it's like actively walking and shitting and the dude, <laughs> and we even say something out loud like, Leah, don't, that dog's going to shit on your nose. <laughs> and the dude doesn't even turn around, just keeps walking as his dog's just like, plop, 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 plop. And he's <laughs> They're like, this is like horse shit that's coming out of this dog's butthole <laughs> because it's a freaking standard poodle. They're huge dogs. <sighs> but anyway, so that wasn't the point of the, the, the farmer's market. <laughs> so now we're uh, going to talk about food. <laughs> yes, we are, because I had, I've been wanting to do this for a while to make just a farmer's market meal. Uh, so we went to the farmer's market and just based on what, what we could get, what was in season, we made uh, some really delicious pizzas. Uh, so fresh mozzarella and pizza dough at Jess's suggestion. 
uh, from, I don't even know what the hell the name of the farm is that does it. Um, but they do a lot of like wild game and stuff like that as well that they source. Uh, some fresh onions, um, like monstrous onions. And they're so much better than the bullshit you buy at the grocery store. It's unbelievable. Just a white onion. Uh, so much better. And some fresh herbs. We did a, uh, 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 what what else did we get? I don't know what you're trying to say. We got Italian sausage. Italian sausage from one of that the That we just per- were eating like popcorn out of the bowl because <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Um, but yeah. So it was fun. We, so thanks for the inspiration, Jess. grilled pizzas with all that stuff on them. I made my own caramelized onions out of it. And I made my own pasta sauce, which I've never done before. Uh, and it was spectacular. I've got a jar of it upstairs. Never done that before. So I was pretty happy with that. Sorry, Jess. Interrupter. I just wanted to talk about it because the farmer's market's fantastic. I love going down there. It's pretty awesome. It was weird not being there this last weekend. Um, so 24th, or sorry, there's, yeah, 24th uh, here in Utah's big celebration when Utah became a state. Uh, so if you're out of the country or out of the state and you're like, why is this such a big deal? That is why it is a big deal. It is a very big deal. Uh, so on Monday, uh the Beer Bar downtown, um, Brad Wheeler, City Weekly, and the Beer Bar hosting Pie and Beer Day for the heathens that are. Um, if you want to head over to Liberty Park, there's a festival there all day. They do a uh, intertribal powwow, and then there's fireworks to end the night. And it's actually really fun because they close seven east, and so you can just go sit in the middle of the road and yeah, and, and watch the fireworks. Well, they close they close seventh east. They close all the streets around it, actually, because yeah. they close... That's they the close only off. one I've ever sat on, so... I, I used to sit... You know the church on the corner of 13th South and 7th East there? Yes. I used to sit right in front of that church nice. on the regular... That's, like, right under them. Yeah, because so, they, yeah. they go off in the baseball park on the opposite corner there. Yes. Uh, if you're down in Utah County and you want fireworks on the 24th, you can go to... University Place in Orem, and from 7 to dark, they are just doing a festival, and then they'll be doing musical fireworks. Cool. Which is always fun. Also, if you want to see fireworks, just come into my neighborhood where all the assholes will be letting them <laughs> off for the next four days. Yeah. Uh, next week, the 26th to the 1st, they uh, our good buddy Melinda at Time and Place is doing another workshop. Yay. Yay. Uh, they're doing concrete containers again. That's on the 29th on, and I'm skipping over days. Um, another farmer's market's opening in Murray on July 28th. Where at in Murray? Do you know? Probably at the park. I didn't write it down. Sorry. I was doing this really fast today. That's all right. <laughs> so I was. I would hope to do it at the park. Yeah. I would assume huge. that it's at the park. We can, we have that list that we can talk about next week and, okay, yeah, and yeah. kind of touch base on. Because there are a lot from north to south uh, Utah. I'm going to uh, open up my own because my squash is looking big. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of lettuce. You can sell your squash and I can sell my lettuce and my green onions. Uh, also on the 20, 28th, <laughs> Folk Hogan is oh going to... My squash <laughs> is looking big. Uh, isn't that eggplant? <laughs> uh, Folk Hogan, our good buddies, uh, playing at Bar Named Sue. Um, at 10 o'clock, and I can't remember which one it is. I'm pretty sure it's the one on State Street, not the one in... 33rd and Highland. Yeah, not that one. Um, on the 29th, um, Kate Kelly, who is famous here in Utah for 
being excommunicated from the Mormon church. A lady has been following her for the last three years and has made a documentary, and that will be premiering at the University of Utah in the open student building um, in Parlor A, and that's $15. It's called An Unruly Faith. She's such an incredible woman, that Kate Kelly. She's pretty amazing. And then uh, another event on the 29th, uh, Breakfast with Birds at Tracy Aviary. Breakfast with you know, birds. I see it'd be kind of cool. Have have we, did day. someone talk about Tracy Aviary as being one of their places? I can't remember. No. Thing. Nope, I bet it. if not we yet. get Jay Whitaker ever yeah. to come on our show, he'd do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that's sure. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> but Tracy Aviary is really cool. It's amazing. Because we, t- we talked about Loveland the other day, uh, the Living Planet Aquarium. But Tracy Aviary is another really cool thing that we've got here in Utah that, that's fairly unique and really cheap. And we have a lot of great birds over there. So I personally fucking hate birds. They try to eat my brothers. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I try to Did hate birds. Did you just say they try to eat my brothers? Because they did. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs> it's just mic away from your mouth when you laugh like that. I just laughed that loud. Anyway. <sighs> what other events we got? I'm done. That's it? Yep. Sweet. Sweet. So just, we're going to talk about a few things. Um, big things that I, I think we can't skip. Um, and then we'll get to our interview with, with Chris Provost, um, which is stick around for it. Um, it's probably better than everything we've already done today. Um, pretty sure <laughs> it about that. is better than everything we've already done today. It's pretty. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. We I, I haven't laughed this much in a while. Um, so anyway, Richie had us laughing pretty good, but yeah, he did. Chris had us laughing. He did. Um, so anyway, um, healthcare. I just want to touch on this because um, you know Senator Mike Lee, who we all fucking hate. Uh, well, I hate. I hate him too. Hate's a strong word. I dislike the man as my representative. Uh, there in the you go. As a person, um, who knows? I probably dislike uh, him as a sure person he's, too. He's probably a weasel as a person, <laughs> but I don't really know the guy. I don't like the fact that he's our representative, but he um, he's been in the news nationally uh, the last day or two. Um, basically, here's what happened. So up there in Washington, D.C., the Republicans for the last oh, eight years have been saying, oh, fuck Obamacare. We're going to repeal and replace that piece of shit. The problem is they couldn't do it for eight years. Now they've got a Republican president. They have control of both bodies of Congress. And they're like, OK, we've been saying we're going to do this for eight years. This is how we've been running our campaigns to get elected. Now we have the chance. They pass this giant pile of dog shit uh, in the House. And everyone's like, well, it'll never get through the Senate. Turns out everyone was right. So the first bill that they tried to get through the Senate couldn't get enough votes to even show up on the floor. They scrapped the whole thing, said, we're going to rework it. The problem is they didn't change their process of reworking the bill. It was still six old white dudes in an office writing the legislation, trying to take it to a direct floor vote uh, instead of allowing amendments and allowing a bipartisan approach to to fix health care. Because... You know, Obamacare is not the be-all, end-all. There's some serious problems with Obamacare. Um, there's, you know, self-employed people get really kind of fucked in some ways, yep. uh, depending on how much you make, by Obamacare. Because you're required to have insurance, but you may end up with an income that prohibits you from getting any kind of real subsidy. And it may be cheaper to not have insurance. and But then you're paying a penalty. So there's there's some things that are they need to be fixed. 
for sure. And Democrats are willing to work on it, but they're not willing to just let the Republicans put whatever they want out there. Well, the trick is the Republicans in the Senate need 52 votes to get something on the floor. They can't get that. And Senator Mike Lee, the reason I bring this up is, is Utah Senator Mike Lee uh, came out publicly and said no. And he did so with another senator, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was Moore or something. But basically, he did it with the other senator as a protection mechanism. Because the word is on the street that there were a lot of senators that weren't going to vote for it anyway, Republicans. But there were two that had already publicly came out. Rand, and I can't remember the other one, publicly came out and said, nope. We're we're vote, we're not going to allow this to come to the floor. We're not going to vote for the, the the movement to a floor vote, um, or or floor debate at all, uh, because it's just not in in Rand Paul's perspective. It's not strict enough. Like we just need to gut healthcare entirely and not fucking do anything else. Because he's a psycho that doesn't understand that libertarian ways of no government ever in anything lead to a failing society. Um, but Mike Lee more or less said the same thing. But Mike Lee also said uh, that he's concerned that it's going to cause a lot of loss of coverage in Utah. And the CBO has said it's going to cost, you know, 20 million or so people their insurance. And that's a death sentence for a lot of senators. So anyway, I wanted to bring it up. Um, Now they're going to try to just repeal it without putting anything in in its place. Without replacing it. Because, you know, (laughs) that's the thing. It does have issues that need to be fixed, but that doesn't mean scrap the whole thing. And I think, like you said, the the Democrats are are willing to work with them. Yeah, give us something we can work with. Yeah, yeah. So it was good to see Mike Lee do it. I don't know how, you know, great his reasons were, but one of them was certainly the lack of of coverage for for Utahns. And I think that's that's a good thing to see a senator at least representing the state in that way, so... What else? What else? Uh, you know, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. I told Jess the whole reason I wanted her to print this article was just so I could say that. Um, so Jim Winder's gone. Um, he resigned to take a job as the Moab police chief, which, I mean, it's just weird. You know, you're you're Salt Lake County Sheriff and you decide I'm going to go be a police chief of Moab, Utah. Well, it's weird, too, because, like, I'm surprised that his wife wants there to travel with their kids down there, stuff. too. Yeah, but that's like that's like saying, you know what, I'm going to step down as uh, as senator so I can run for the uh, Utah State House. For city council. Yeah, or city council. Yeah. It's just it's just weird <laughs> to to take that job because there's no hey, way it pays happy. better. We should ask Kelly about it because she will tell us why. Yeah, because she knows she knows the Winders real well. She doesn't just know the Winders; she is related to them. Oh yeah, that's right. Rick's niece is Jim Winders' <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So maybe they just wanted to move to Moab. I don't know. Like I really haven't seen why uh, he decided to do that. But Scott Carver, who is the under sheriff, is has been named the acting sheriff of of Salt Lake County. You didn't even say it cool, like. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. There's a good title for you. Pew, 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 pew. I don't feel like that's a indicative of the whole episode. No. Well, unless well, Chris is going to be the new sheriff. I, to- I totally just wanted to say that, so that's the only reason we're talking about it. I was hoping that there was some, like... Accent or something to it. Hello. Chris doesn't do accents. Background music right My name's goes. John Wayne. 
I don't even know how John Wayne speaks. No, and you just sounded I, like yourself. I fucking hate <laughs> westerns. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, so we talked about uh, University of Utah that they're doing the uh, uh, the esports scholarships. Um, so there is an event. Uh, so Salt Lake Gaming Con just happened, like. A huh. week or two ago, I think, right? Yes, two weekends and, ago. And, and that's a cool convention, a lot of gameplay, but uh, there is a professional gaming event coming to the state. Um, so it is called, uh, it's the Game Tyrant Expo, Expo or GTX. So it's a huge event that'll be uh, September 29th through August, October 1st. This has to be one of the first events that's going to be going into the remodel. In the remodel it. of the Vivint Arena, yeah. Um, Viv. So they're expecting it's eight Delta to ten thousand. Yeah, well, it's not the Vivint Arena or the Delta Center. It's well, it's the Vivint Smart Home Arena now, right? <laughs> it just says tournament know. at Vivint Arena. It's that big building downtown that people go to to watch shooty hoops uh, in concert sometimes. But they're having and a, sometimes uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah. We do talk about that actually. <laughs> I want to win twenty thousand yeah. dollars for playing Super Smash Brothers. Thirty thousand. Thirty thousand for the so Super th- Smash Bros. So this is this is what's crazy. So uh, there's a prize pool of more than a hundred thousand dollars in cash and awards, uh, thirty thousand dollars for Super Smash Brothers, and a thirty thousand dollars for su- Super Smash Brothers Melee. So actually, sixty grand in prizes going to Super Smash Brothers contestants. I've I think never that's melee. It. I watch my kids not play melee. It. It's melee. Who, who's the geek? But in like real, who, in who real world, sh- isn't that stop, word melee? Stop. Who's the geek? <laughs> who's the geek? Who's the geek? Who plays video games and who plays Dungeons and Dragons and who does neither of them? <laughs> Will of Fortune on your phone doesn't count as a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is technically, but it doesn't count. It's not the same thing. Minesweeper. What about emoji smash? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well. As long as there's no eggplants getting smashed. No eggplants. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a big deal though. That's a big deal to have this huge it professional. Is a big deal. Why do they? Call, <laughs> why do they? Why do they call it a melee? Is it a huge squash. <laughs> <laughs> just, just drop it. No. No, I want to know. Like it's why? That's just how you say it. It's a melee. Potato, potato. Only. No one says potato unless you're a jackass. <laughs> when was the last time? Speaking of that. When was the last time any of you guys heard someone say potato? Only Just when now? I listened to that song. Potato, potato, That's tomato, my point. tomato. Let's call the whole thing Now, on. either and either, I do hear that a lot. Either, either, neither, neither. neither. <laughs> Let's take... Whoa. <laughs> it's the all singing, all dancing. <laughs> the Utah hey, we sounded pretty decent together, Jess. The awesome. best thing is with potato potato, you can't actually put that down like in writing because it's spelled the same. Like a rat, no, put it down. Like potato P- potato. P- no, you spell it P O T A H. P O T H potato. I'd like a sweet potato. I like sweet potato fries, please. <laughs> I'm fucking ordering them from so now on like that. <laughs> Did you say potato? Yeah, and you say potato, but you know what? That's my I preference. I say potato. Can I get some uh, fried potatoes, please? <laughs> I'll have a baked I don't potato. Like pota- I don't like potatoes, by the way. I don't think we have potatoes. You don't like potatoes? Only sweet potatoes. I don't like sweet potatoes. I, I only a, like regular potatoes. Can I get a liter? Just give me a liter of cola. A liter. <laughs> can I get a liter? Do we have liter cola? <laughs> Oh my this goodness. Has gone down, you know. <laughs> this 
See what gaming does. See what nerdiness does. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's really cool. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. I won't be attending because you're not twelve. <laughs> <laughs> No, these are all going to be like people our age uh, and maybe to like mid 20s. Probably your 20 year olds. So I would go. I would not be competitive. I'm not good at that game. I don't own a Wii. I'm can I just, can, did you read what the co-founder said? It's pretty much amazing. He says, my parents always told me to stop playing video games. Stop wasting your time. I always feel like I always had a feeling in my heart that it was going to be good. This yeah. is the best quote <laughs> of the week. I mean, this is, it's really it's exciting to see something like this come to the state of Utah. Um, esports is a is a real thing. I don't think it's a sport, by the way. <laughs> There's no physical activity. <laughs> it's button pushing. Is golf a sport? No, no, it's not. What if you walk the course? Then it's good exercise, but it's not a sport. <laughs> I don't know. I what mean, about bowling? Is bowling a sport? Anything you can drink beer while doing, not a sport. <laughs> well, bowling, technically, you could put beer in the little... The bowling, golf, uh, darts, Um, I billiards. went down... What about, like... Never mind. If you drink beer while you're running, you're going to throw up, probably. <laughs> it's not a good idea. If you drink beer while you're playing football, good luck. If you drink beer while you're playing soccer... Baseball again. You can drink beer while doing it. Probably not a sport. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a talent. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that. Like, there's not activity. Like golf involved. is a talent. Absolutely. And, but we, I, I'm. I'm. I think we're gonna move. I think I'm gonna s- stop referring to to baseball, soccer, or not now, soccer. To baseball. Be clear, um, to be clear, to be really good at golf, you do need to be in extremely good shape. A lot of people don't understand that but and i I think tiger woods really kind of changed that because it actually does require some fine muscle movement and some really like if you're drinking while playing golf you're not gonna play golf well you you actually have to know what you're doing it does require a really good physique i'm still calling it a talent so it's like it's like race car driving race car drivers are freaking buff they're super in shape because it is really hard to drive a race car I, but I think that's a talent too. I I actually would consider that a sport. You could mm. not. You could probably not drive the race like a normal. Like why a, don't you go try? We do. Have I a bet I could. Here. You can try it on down the street from your house. I beat you in the CRV. That does all the time. <laughs> it's not not the same. It's the same. <laughs> Zero to forty is not the same as two hundred miles an hour. I would totally track. be. I would totally be the it's, bomb at it's driving. Cra- that I'll have to show you. It's it's actually really crazy. But yeah, no, I don't consider it a sport. I do consider it an activity, and I know you have to be talented, and you have to have good hand-eye order coordination. So, what would you call it instead of esports? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just e gaming. Yeah, yeah, professional e gaming. Or know. just gaming. No, because just gaming. Professional I don't, gaming. Look, I don't get paid for what I do on Thursday nights. Or Monday nights or Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights. Or I'm specifically talking Friday about when I go play Dungeons Saturday and Dragons. Saturday morga- mornings or Sunday mornings or Saturday afternoons. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Someone's jealous of how I spend my time. <laughs> um, so Adobe is expanding. We talked about... Uh, I want to go in their building. I drove by yesterday because I drove on really? the frontage road. And I was like, I just want to walk in that walkway. 
It looks cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool. Should so they let me in. They're going to spend ninety million dollars to expand and add about twelve hundred and sixty jobs. And we didn't talk about this last week, but Amazon is building a fulfillment center here. I don't think we got to that last week. We did not. And they're going to bring like fifteen hundred jobs with that fulfillment center. And next day delivery. Somebody and told me that same day delivery. Amazon same. was going bankrupt, and I laughed in their face. <laughs> I was like, "Are you listening to yourself?" Where the fuck are they living? <laughs> like Amazon is just dist- Amazon's destroying Walmart. Some you know, of us only live at the dealership, okay? You know that uh that pajamas that that I that I showed you up there that's from Amazon. Nice. So uh, that's I mean that's big news. That means more jobs coming to the state. Um, you know, it means my, my it Amazon Smile stuff will come faster. That, that helps first red gen that yeah was that the Adobe building it's yeah really cool. right yeah, after it, it opened. So it's going to be, I mean, that's, it's really cool to see this stuff coming to Utah, um, expanding in Utah. It speaks volumes about the state, about the place that we live. About um, Lehigh. Well, Lehigh is the new, I mean, there, there, I was reading an article the other day, um, where they're, they're saying basically within probably 20 to 30 years, Provo is going to look like downtown Salt Lake. Like I it's, it. it's, it's going to go up. It'll just be happier. And dense. Uh, <laughs> hmm, hmm. I don't know about that. It's in Happy Valley. It has to be happier. Just because you wear <gasps> smiles. I talked to somebody in Texas today from the Happy State Bank. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she called and left a message and she's like, hi, this is so and so called from the Happy State Bank. <laughs> I had to call like back her. and they answered, this is the Happy State Bank. Are you like, is this? This is fucking real. <laughs> is this Hello Kitty Island adventure that I'm in right now? Is this wow. I don't know if I could bank somewhere called the Happy State Bank. It kind of feels like it is like the My Little Pony cartoon the, the or The problem is, is I couldn't call them and take them seriously when they answered the phone. Like well, that. and their emails are happybank dot, dot whatever the bank thing is. I don't know it's what it is. some fake bullshit. <laughs> it's just fucking identity theft is all that's going on there. They're just stealing your shit and selling it to Russians. <laughs> Do you know it's not happy? This professor that got kicked out of freaking fucking BYU Idaho for BYU. a personal LGBT supportive post on her personal Facebook page. Yeah, so this is a little outside of Utah. BYU Rex. Come on, that was a great segue. It, it was. was a great no, segue. But, so BYU Idaho. And it's the mothership. It is the mothership. Are you done? No. <laughs> I wasn't just, I was taking, so here's the thing about a segue, right? When you make a good segue. They're fun to ride? And no, <laughs> I don't probably think they are. But when you have I feel a, like they're dangerous. When you have a good segue and someone starts to talk off of that segue and move into the story, you don't go, that was a great segue. <laughs> yes, you do. Why did you, you talk about her segue and how awesome it was? I, For the record, I would. I did the segue, and I said, "Wasn't that an awesome segue?" I know you did, but that's so what I'm me. saying. Like it was pretty. It was it awesome. Look, okay. it wasn't. Books. Just talk about the story. Author. 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 <laughs> I liked that segue. That's still my favorite segue because it wasn't it is one. The best. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best. So anyway, BYU Rexburg. So there's a professor up at BYU Idaho. Rexburg. Whatever BYU Idaho in Rexburg. So anyway. Uh, this she's just an adjunct professor, so it's not like she's tenured or anything like that. She probably teaches a couple of classes, um, but she was asked to not ever come back because she made a. Do you have the post in yes. there? Is it in that story? It's 
right here. So she put a post up on her Facebook page. It's really long, but basically, no, that's it's right here at the top. Well, there's this. It this is the whole thing. This whole big long thing is the whole thing, but that is a good summary. If you want to just read the beginning part of it. Yeah, it just says, this is my official announcement and declaration that I believe heterosexuality and homosexuality are both natural and neither is sinful. I will never support the phrase, love the sinner, hate the sin, because that sin is part of who that person is. In a nutshell. Yeah. So And it's it's a lot longer than that. And she talks about respect and she gives examples of, of Old Testament uh, things that we no longer believe and why do we get to pick and choose in religion what we're going to enforce and what we're not going to enforce? We either need to enforce it all or not enforce any of it. So anyway, she wasn't promised she could keep her job if she retracted her post, but it was implied. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's basically what those implications are. She was thinking that, you know, her Facebook profile is private. She doesn't have students. She didn't, she didn't have, She, she wasn't accepting any student followers. She doesn't, she doesn't teach beliefs in her classroom. Um, so it really wasn't attracting at all. You know, BYU asked her to uh, remove the post, um, and, and she, she refused. refused. And good on her, refuse because that's what you should be doing. Um, it's not like it was a, it's not a hate speech post. It's a post saying I support my LGBTQ friends. Well, and she specifically and, put in there, this is you know I, I'd like to preface this by saying that as an employee of BYU, I my views do not reflect the school or the LDS Church. These are my personal beliefs and they have no place in my classroom, nor will they ever. So she, I mean, she prefaced the whole thing with a big, huge paragraph that basically said, I'm not speaking for anybody but myself. I just want to say this on behalf of myself and no one else. This is my, this is what I think is, is decent and kind and good. And, and they, they fired her for it. Yeah, it's pretty lame. I mean, it's a private institution, uh, and they have a right to. I mean, they do. It's they have every right to to let her go if they feel like she's not representing, you know, their values. That's it's a private institution. Um, but by the same token, I think it just it's really hurting their image. And and this is a time where BYU needs all the help they can get. Um, they're having a, a lot of problems with. Uh, I mean, honestly, they want to be in the Big Twelve. They want to be in, a, in an athletic conference that actually matters. Uh, they want to be in an athletic conference, period. But will they if they don't play on Sundays? Um, I mean, there's, there's talks. Uh, but this kind of stuff really hurts their chances. Um, because this is one of the things that all of these Power 5 conferences look at and go, we're not going to have a school in here that has people getting kicked out because they're reporting sexual assaults. We're not going to have a school in here that is not forward thinking in, you know, protection of, of LGBTQ rights, of race rights. Um, and so until BYU can stop having this sort of stuff occur and come out in public, they're going to have a hard time joining one of those types of conferences. I feel like we're ending on a downer because of that story. Do you want to end on an upper? So yes. your cute little Hulk bowl that's behind you, yeah. do you know that he's a local artist? Really? That designed that? Yeah. He, no and I can't think of his name right now. Um, hey, look, it is uh, Van Door LLC. It's uh, 165 South Main Street uh, here in Salt Lake City, Utah. But it's a catchable. It's products.com. Uh, it came in the. Uh, yeah, uh, so it came in my little I can't remember crate. his name, and it showed. He, I follow him on Instagram, and that I, was on my Instagram the other day, and I was like, hey, Chris has that bowl. 
Yeah, I had no idea. So this is a Loot Crate exclusive item. So I get Loot Crate. Um, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's a monthly subscription service. Um, you pay, it's like 15 or $20 a month. And every month they send you a bunch of stuff. themed stuff. And Loot Crate, it's typically stuff that I'm into. So I have a bunch of different things that I've gotten from them. Some different Funko Pops, some action figures, um, things like this, this bowl. Um, I've got a, I've got a thermal changing Batman mug upstairs. The, the, when you put coffee in it, the skyline lights up and you can see the bat signal. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> the only downside is the bat signal is at the very top of the cup. And so like after a couple sips, there's no more bat signal. <laughs> his name is Garrick Dean. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. And he, so you can find his stuff on DeanIllustration.com. That is really cool that his yeah, stuff can yeah, be look, Like in the bottom, it's got his uh, his stuff on it. That's that's I didn't even look. So anyway, this bowl that we're talking about is a green bowl with, with a whole can on it. it. Yeah. And if you put your hand on it, you can see how big the whole can is. It's yeah. like the gorilla at the zoo. Yep. <laughs> did you, speaking of the zoo, did you guys see that video of the lion at Hogle Zoo last this last week? Hmm. Um, go. I think it's on. I think KSL has it. Um, and this little baby is like sitting in front of the lion exhibit and this lioness comes up behind it. The baby has no idea, but everyone's kind of like watching and it's, you know, a solid glass wall. Like nothing's going to get the baby's fine, but the lioness is behind it and like, like swatting at the glass, like <laughs> trying to play with the baby. <laughs> I don't think she was trying to play with the baby. No, it was like a playful motion. It wasn't like a kill motion. It's like, you know, when you see a house cat, like swat at something to play with, like a, like a something on a string. Like, that's the kind of motion she was making. And she was, like, hitting the glass and, like, scratching the glass. And everyone's just laughing behind this baby. And he has no idea. (laughs) Mm, That's really cool, Jess. I'm glad you uh, saw that and recognized it. Sure. Um, You're wearing a Loot Crate shirt right now, too. Pretty much guarantee if I'm not wearing a jersey, it's a Loot Crate shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I have have so many t-shirts. With us today is Chris Provost, who many of you might know from Salt Lake Comic Con, but he is an actor and, and an MC and a comedian, an author, a writer. Is there anything you don't do, Chris? There, oh, there's a lot I don't do. <laughs> windows. Yeah, we had windows, cleaning, uh, cooking, I'm not very good at cooking, and uh, there's comedy. I don't know if I do that very well sometimes. People always question me about my taste in comedy, so I don't know if I do They're that. They're wrong. They're all wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I think your comedy is appropriate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's Try appropriate it. for the settings. Yeah, excellent. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I want to. We'll, we'll get to Comic Con. Sure, uh, I'm sure everyone wants to hear a little bit about that because you're pretty involved. Yeah, um, I'm actually more interested in in some other things that you do. Um, I'm interested in, in zeros. Oh, zeros! Right, right. Because I, I knew about zeros before it was even a pilot. Like yeah, yeah. So, Z- so zeros is interesting. I had a friend of mine who is really into zombies. I mean, he loves zombies, and uh, he pitched an idea to the Sci-Fi Network for a zombie. It's a zombie comedy show, and uh, Sci-Fi picked it up, and I was cast to be one of the characters. And so they filmed it here in Utah. It was all filmed locally, which was nice. It was, and that was written into our contract. Actually, it had to be filmed in Utah. Because it's a right to work state. We don't have to use the unions and it was cheaper to film here. So we got a lot of production value. And so we came here and we filmed a season of zombies, uh, zeros for the sci-fi network. The problem that happened was a sad, heartbreaking part of the story is our showrunner, right as we got done filming, our showrunner at sci-fi got moved over to the oxygen network. 
and there's not a real large uh, desire for yeah. zombies on the oxygen. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we the sh- after that the show was canceled. So we were we were bummed about that. Yeah, but how many episodes ran? Six. So yeah, so we did six episodes. And the f- funny story about that was um, when we were pitching the idea to Sci-Fi Network. Um, I was on the phone call with my friend Dave, who was he was the executive producer of the show, and he was talking to the to the sci-fi uh, executives, and they asked him, they're like, well, how many uh, episodes will be in a season? And my friend Dave's like, we can do 13 for you. And they're like, great, how many do you have written? And Dave's like, all 13, they're written. And they're like, perfect. Can you? And we only had six written at that point. <laughs> and so the guy's like, excellent. Can you uh, send us over the rest of those episodes by tomorrow morning? And Dave's like, yeah, not a problem. Not a problem at all. <laughs> we hang at the phone and I'm looking at him and he's like, we need Red Bull. We need. <laughs> <laughs> so we wrote like treatments. I wrote, uh, ended up writing the rest of the episodes for the, that night and just sat there until like about four in the morning, just pounding it out, trying to write. And the thing about writing like that is, is, at first, something seems super funny, right? You're laughing. You're like, this is great. And then after you get so tired, you're like, is this funny anymore? You start to doubt yourself. It's, like, oh, it's a lot of fun. Well, you don't really have anyone to bounce it off of anymore at that point either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so is it still available to watch anywhere? Yeah. it's Well, it's online. It's kind of difficult. The problem that they have right now is it's technically it's under the sci-fi. They, they own it. So we are waiting until 2018 when the, the lights are reverted back to us. Oh, that's and not so too far away. It's not too far away. So we're waiting. So it's just a little bit longer. Uh, so sometimes Sci-Fi will have it out. You can find it on websites, but sometimes they, it's difficult to find because it's under their banner and they have the right to distribute it or not. So there are, you can go out on YouTube and find they have, they've released, um, I think the first episode, I believe, is on YouTube. So you can check it out there. That's good. I, I was curious from someone else's point of view. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got to see like some of the first pictures from when you guys were, were dressing up and right. doing some of the, some of the shots. I think maybe just to pitch the pilot even at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So we, the, the there's a movie called Zombieland. It was, it was really big. <laughs> Great movie. So they, the, actually the guys who did all the makeup for that movie, they did our makeup for our, for our, uh, Oh, nice. Yeah. So they, came, they flew in from LA and they were doing all of our makeup and it was, a, it was incredible. It was, it was fun to watch them. They, it would take hours to put these zombies together and and there our premise was that the zombies instead of being fearful it was more like you know like when you go to florida right and people in florida they they're <laughs> they're all zombies they're because all zombies. they're like 105 years old right all of them so we went down there for a case study <laughs> and watched them walk around <laughs> but you know how people in florida they're not really afraid of alligators anymore because they're just so used to it that was the premise of this of the show is that people are just so used to zombies being around that they're contained in this little area that it was like more of a nuisance. So they would call like pest control. <laughs> and that's what zero stood for. So zombie elimination and removal operatives. And it's kind of like a cross of like Reno 911 and like with zombies. So each episode awesome. is just dealing with these funny zombies and, and the zombies would carry their traits when they, of what they were like when they're human as zombies. So we had like speed walker zombies, uh, speed walkers walking around. And, and so we had a lot, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. We had this one girl that uh, she was a gymnast and she was like a cheerleader zombie. And every time we tried to capture and like throw a net she would like do flips and twists and we couldn't capture her and it was a lot of fun so yeah <laughs> right see it's gold right well, how could, why why didn't oxygen network want this i don't know <laughs> i don't think it fits into their programming yeah. but it was a lot of fun we I mean, we had a lot of fun with it and creating all these different types of zombies for him that's too bad i think that show could have done really well yeah yeah exactly Especially. went the way of firefly yeah seriously right <laughs> so that happens that happens 
Um, what else? Have, what else have you done? Not not Comic Con. Are you are you from Utah? Were you born here? Yeah. So I actually was born here in Utah, born and raised. And what was funny about this is I remember growing up in Utah, and I don't know why I was like, I can't wait to get. I'm going to get out of Utah. I'm going to go make something of myself. And I did. I ended up moving, and I lived in. I've lived lots of different places. I lived in Philadelphia. I lived in New York, and I've lived in Southern California, and. I came back. I love it here. I think it's great. I think the people here are great. Uh, the opportunities you have here are fantastic. And I love, it's kind of like an, I would say more of like a little outdoorsy state, right? Cause you got, if you want to go hiking, you go hiking or you can go skiing or you can go, there's water sports here. So one, uh, one summer I actually had a job. Um, I worked in the state of Maine. I was hired to be a water ski instructor at a Jewish girls camp. And there was, <laughs> so I went there for the summer and they were, they were always talking about how beautiful Maine was. And it is, it's very pretty. I loved it. And, but that I came back and I was like, you guys don't really understand what fall is until you come to Utah and see it. it the leaves on the mountains. It's breathtaking. Yeah. Well, Maine, Maine just gets cold. Yeah. <laughs> You've got like four months that are nice. And then you're like, yeah. then everybody else is like yeah. basically back to zeros again, right? There's all those zombies <laughs> everywhere. Maine's basically like the part of Canada they didn't even want. <laughs> 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 New England you, doesn't really want them. You can have them. Nova yeah. Scotia's like, yeah, yeah, we don't want this yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. When Here Nova Scotia says no, I don't know. You know, it's, it's bad, right? Ugh. It's really bad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see here. What else we got? So where in Utah did you grow up? So yeah, I grew up in the Salt Lake area. Actually, the, specifically, in the, for those of you from Utah, I lived in the Holiday area growing up. So where did you go to high school? Olympus. Olympus. Yeah. Oli, Oli, oh. <laughs> yeah. There, well, don't shake your head. Uh, at least I don't have to hate this person. I the last yeah. few have been from Taylorsville. That's our rival. Is that so your I rival? The, the Taylorsville, the Warriors, the right? Warriors. Is that what they're, her, oh. her rival from so many years ago that she's still. No, wait, where did, where did you go to high school? Granger. Oh, Granger. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make fun of Taylorsville. I live by Kearns High. Right. I can make fun of whoever I want because right. I didn't have to go to Kearns. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> It's true, though. So, <laughs> I went to high school in Wyoming, so... Oh, you so did? I just, we, everybody can make fun of him, even yeah. the current high school. Yeah, yeah, Wyoming. I mean, my graduating class was probably the size of your science class, so... Right, right. So, <laughs> where where in Wyoming, exactly? Uh, Green River. Green River? Oh, real? Yeah, you're not kidding around. Right. No. 1,200 kids in the school, in the high school, like 200 and something in my graduating class. Right, and, and you think about it, you've got 1,200 kids, and if they would all graduate the first year when they're supposed to, it would probably be like, what, 400 kids? So <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. It's cool. a, they have an alternative school. The town's twelve thousand people. They have an alternative school. That's how awesome the town nice. is. Nice. There you go. <laughs> you know, Salt Lake's got like three for you know one and a half, two million. People. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They've got one for twelve hundred. <laughs> we need an alternative school. <laughs> <laughs> These kids just aren't going to make it through this, through this twenty-person class public school. <laughs> I mean, we're talking in the nineties, and I had like professional graphics design labs and CAD labs that when I went to the University of Utah out of high school, like their computers were shit in comparison. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm I'm on a computer, and I'm like, how come this can't run this program very well? Well, the program's really intensive. I'm like. I had it in high school. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the kind of thing that I think most people know. Green River, Wyoming, that's like the CAD capital of the world. That's where people go. Right? <laughs> that's I mean, where you go. Yeah. And what it is is a lot of mining dollars and not a lot of, uh, not a lot of things to spend it on. So there you go. A lot of educational nice. money. Um, so you, you do other stuff. You've acted in other things. Yeah. Right. right. So I started acting with actually through a mistake. 
Um, I was pushing it through. I wanted to graduate from college as quickly as I could, and I was just going year round. I never stopped the summer. Just, I was like cranking it through. And my guidance counselor says, "Okay, you're going to graduate, but you're three hours shy. You need an elective." And I was like, oh, "Okay, well, what I what I take?" So I looked at him like, "I'm going to take the easiest one I can find." And I was like, "Drama 101, right? <laughs> Beginning acting." And so. I went to this class and part of our, uh, homework assignment was we had to do two auditions at, for two different plays. And that, and the teacher knew we wouldn't get cast because we we're brand new and we sucked at it. <laughs> and so I went and auditioned for this play is, uh, Adam and Eve by Mark Twain. And I auditioned for Adam uh, for like this lead part. Not a lot of characters in that play, as you probably, but I was like, <laughs> I'm going to try to go. And I went and auditioned and I got cast. And there's, it was interesting because there was a lot of people who were in the drama program for all four years and they're waiting their senior year to get those. And all of a sudden I come, this guy comes in and they were ticked. They weren't <laughs> nice to me. And I went and told my teacher, I'm like, I got cast and she about lost it. She's like, what? <laughs> so she's out there and worked with me. And so I started doing some stage acting and then I went and auditioned for another one called The Foreigner. It's a, just a comedy play and a local at a local theater place and I actually got cast in that. So I was doing two plays at one time <laughs> and I loved it. And so I started doing some acting. Uh, and play acting and, and uh, screen acting is very different because play acting is like all oh, big theatrical, right? You know, you make sure the people in cheap seats can see how you're feeling like, I'm so angry. <laughs> Whereas when you're doing it on television or a movie, it's just, it's very subtle. It's, it's more nuanced. And so I, I really like that aspect of it. And Disney, um, a, a couple of years ago, quite a while ago, used to film a lot of TV shows here in Utah. Oh, yeah. Tons. Right. Tons of them. And in fact, they're starting to come back. Uh, and so, I started, that's how I got started was being an extra in these TV shows and just being like, you know, like the, just in the guy in the background, like, hey, like waving. And the thing that I, I, it's hard for me though about Disney shows for children is every adult is an idiot, right? Cause they this pro, it's written for children. So they, every adult's an idiot. They're like, I don't know how to tie my shoe. I better get my daughter. And so that was a little tiring for me, but I did enjoy that. And that's how I actually started doing the acting. So it was a lot of fun. That is fun. Yeah. Every adult that that makes me understand more why I hated a lot of the shows the girls used to watch, like the iCarly. Oh, I like iCarly. <laughs> what's the one with the private school that they went to, and the teachers were just morons? I don't know. Degrassi. Uh, yeah, that one. Well, that's I never watched once, that. and once you realize that, you're like. Man, the adults are idiots. When you start watching it, you can't unsee that. You're like, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm surprised that guy could even drive because, yeah, uh, yeah it's crazy how they do that. And then that. they wonder why kids treat their parents like they're idiots. Exactly. It's so true. Like, like oh, Disney. That makes so much sense now. Disney. Gonna have to have a discussion with Cassie. And <laughs> no Sean more Degrassi. Yeah. <laughs> now that she's grown and an adult. <laughs> Those things still stick. She still treats us like we're idiots. <laughs> she's like, I don't know how they even, you know, how do you have children? <laughs> well, she sure doesn't want them because she doesn't want anybody to treat her yeah, like right, she treats right, me. Right. She said that. She's like, I see how I treat you. I don't want somebody to treat me like that. <laughs> You're like, okay then, thank you. So you've done some acting, mm -hmm. um, done mm -hmm. some writing. Yeah. How do you get involved in Comic Con? Did you did you know those guys when they were Wait, starting? Wait, I'm I'm throwing in a timeout. We need to talk about uh, Brigsby Bear oh, that yes. was at Sundance and yeah. was one of the most talked about films at Sundance. Right. Okay, Mark, so let's go back. We'll go that. that and that's yeah, actually a good segue to Comic Con, yeah. though. That'd be a good segue. So uh, there's a movie, Brigsby Bear. Uh, and uh, Mark Hamill it was in it, and they were filming it here in Utah, and I had a small part in that. And one of the scenes is, um, uh, I don't know, it's like kind of maybe like a spoiler alert. I suppose well, not really a spoiler, but you, you know, there's, I'm not going to say where this play is taking place at because that might give it away. But my scene happened to be where uh, Mark Hamill and the other main character were all work interacting. 
And when we would go on break, this was two weeks before Comic-Con, and Mark Hamill was coming to Salt Lake Comic-Con. And when we would go on break on set, we would go look, and Mark Hamill literally would just sit by himself. And I think people were like, I mean, even the cast, nobody was like talking to this guy. And I think it's because he's such an icon and a legend. You're like, what do I say to him? You know, if I go over there, I'm just going to start to freak out. That's like the pretty girl in high school that doesn't go to the dances because no one will answer. (laughs) Right. That's why I figured I didn't date. I'm going to use that excuse too. I'm not the pretty girl, but I was like, you know, whatever. So, but I thought, I'm just, uh, screw it. I'm going to go over there and talk to him. And so I went over there to, to Mark. I said, Hey, Mark, uh, I'm the MC for Salt Lake Comic Con. And we're so excited that you're coming to our event here in a couple of weeks. And he was like, oh, really? He's like, that's great. And we started talking. He's like, yes, I'm super excited. I've heard great things about Salt Lake Comic Con. And he's like, it's the only, is the only, uh, American, uh, con that he did that year. He's like, I'm not going to go to either yeah. one. Yeah. I'm just going to come to Salt Lake. And, um, we had booked the Vivint Arena. Uh, for him to come to, but he didn't even know it at that point. He had no idea. And so he asked me, he's like, uh, so he's like, how big of a, how big of a, uh, a rumor am I going to be at? You know, and I was the one that broke the news to him. And I was like, well, you're going to be in, in this arena. And he's like, what? And he's like, how many people does it hold? I'm like, it holds up to about 18,000 people. And his eyes, I, <laughs> it made me feel kind of good. Cause I feel like I impressed Mark Hamill for just a brief moment. His eyes got huge. He's like, are you kidding? He's like the largest panel I've ever done at this point was like 5,500. And I'm like, we'll smash it. We're going to kill it. And I think we ended up with around 12 or 13,000 yeah. people that came to his event. And it was a lot of fun. So it, it was, was fun. So fun. Yeah, it was so fun to have him here. He was great. Right. And, and he's, and he's a really personal guy. So we're sitting there on set. And then after each take, I just go over and start talking to him. And you can see like the other people are like, oh, was like, who's that guy? Why is he talking why to Why is he going to talk to him? Yeah. Why is he talking? And, but Mark Campbell kept asking. He's like, so tell me more about Salt Lake Comic Con and these types of things. And he was, he told me the story. He's like, you know, he's like, it's so humbling to me. Um, he's like, I can't believe that sometimes these people come up to me and they're just like, they're almost like crying and, and he's like, I just don't understand that. And I was like, Mark, you're, you're a lot of people's childhood and you represent a lot of things that we want. And then he told me a story. He's like, he goes, well, he goes, the only thing I can even relate to that, I was on an airplane and George Harrison from the Beatles was on the flight with me. And Mark is a huge music fan, particularly like the British evasion. And he, he was that he saw him and he's like, I was kind of like, like fangirling a little bit and he's like i just wrote him a note i'm like hey and thank you so much for your music and i had them pass it to him and george read the note and he's like come here and so he walked over there and he's like he's like uh it's nice to meet you mr hamill and he's and mark said he goes i couldn't even talk because i was so like starstruck and i was like mark that's how we feel about you when and and for those of you that are listening who are maybe had a chance to be at that panel with Mark Hamill, I mean that's how everybody was there. They were just they were so happy, and we just feel that same type of awe that he felt for for George Harrison. That's how we feel about him. It's great. It was so, amazing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So you're a big Star Wars fan? Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. So my mom, um, my mom is really big into sci-fi, right? And so. And when Star Trek, the original series, was on television, she used to watch it, but she would watch it. She was like almost ashamed, right? She was watching it. She would like, like, you know, like close the windows. Closet like, Trekkie. Yeah, Closet Trekkie. And, and it was really bad, though. To be fair, the original Star Trek was really bad. <laughs> well, 
but back then though, I think but she back thought then it, it wasn't. Yeah, back then it was. She thought it was great. That's all you had. That's all she had. And so she would like she would watch it, and she wouldn't she wouldn't tell anybody. And what was really fun though for her is uh, she had a really good friend, um, and her name was Mary. And Mary uh, one day was talking to her. And Mary had her PhD in mathematics. And Mary happened to mention to my mom, she's like, oh, do you ever watch Star Trek? And the second my mom found out that Mary, who was smart, was watching Star Trek. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so my mom loves Star Trek. She loves sci-fi. And she took me to see Star Wars in the movie theater when it came out. And I remember the scene when – and the, so Star Wars came out in 77, but they re-released it in 1980. It came out for a short time in 1980 just to, to hype it up a little bit. And that's when I saw it. And – there's that scene when R2-D2 and C-3PO are walking the Carillion Corvette at the very beginning when the lasers are shooting mm-hmm. and they're just walking across the hallway. It was, my mind exploded, right? And I stood up in the theater and I screamed, what is going on? <laughs> and I stood up and I, I put my hands on my mom's cheeks and the whole movie, she said, I just sat there in her lap just watching Star Wars. And ever, I've loved it ever since then. I mean, Star Wars is, I just think it's the best. I love everything about it. So, Yeah. Empire. If you're going to ask which is my favorite, <laughs> Empire. Let's just get that out of the way right now. So it's not episode one. No. I mean, that's really great. But no, I'm going to have to go with Empire. <laughs> yeah. I love and, it. And by collecting stormtroopers, like, is, are we talking like figurines, like oh, full on right. armor? Yeah. Like... Yeah. Cause I collect stormtroopers. I, so, um, here's my wallet. You can see my wallet here. It's got my stormtrooper, right? Look. Everything about Storm. There. Oh, you're so you're a, a rebel. You so show me your wallet there. I'm I'm the Empire. I love it. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. Looking on the wall here, we got Stormtrooper and Boba Fett. Boba Fett was my favorite as a kid. I, I'm like that guy was so cool, right? He only he only had like five words basically, but I was like, oh, that guy's gonna kill me. I loved it, and um, so I loved Boba Fett. And then I just thought the Stormtroopers and the Empire was so cool. I remember as a kid, I always would play Star Wars and like. You know, everybody wanted to be Luke or Han. I was like, Vader. Or I'll be TK421, whatever. You put that one. St- <laughs> I mean, the Stormtrooper is my helmet's broken. So, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I love it. And what's funny about Star Wars, though, my wife actually had never seen Star Wars when we were dating. And that was, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm, my wife, Amanda, she's amazing, but she'd never seen Star Wars. And I was like, this is going to be a deal breaker. And she's she got to the point where she just never saw it and then kind of came up point of pride where she's like i hadn't seen it so i'm just not gonna watch it because it's kind of cool but I, I made her sit down and she watched it and we started episode four we skipped the first three good idea yeah we went through, and she loved it and start and darth vader was her favorite character and when return of the jedi was done she started to cry she's like she's like she goes that's it there's no more and i'm like don't there'll be more eventually but she loved it and when rogue one came out that scene with vader so good it's so good isn't it? it's so good and the thing about it is um, I was telling my wife about that. I said, when I was a kid, Vader was scary. I mean, he was scary as hell, right? You, you looked at him and he wasn't, and then Disney kind of Disneyfied him. It's still kind of fun. You see him riding rides and having fun with it. And it, and it became more pop culture It was good to see him back to his roots kicking some serious trash. Um, and I loved he's it. He's still a jerk at Disneyland, just for the record. <laughs> okay, well, he just keeps on walking so, by. Yeah. That's the same with the stormtroopers. They do that. I they know, always run up like, to him, like, hey. No. no. Like, you oh, shut down. Yeah. Those poor little kids. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. So what what other stuff? I hear you collect comic books. Yeah, I do. I've started when I was younger. I've been a comic book collector for forever. Um, started 
my first real love was Marvel. Uh, I loved uh, Fantastic Four was my big one as a as a kid. Loved Fantastic Four. So you must Four. be really disappointed in the way those movies. Oh, I out. I haven't even I didn't even watch the new reboot. I didn't want to see it. Um, and I, I and the thing is for me, and this might cause some controversy for a lot of people. I am true blue DC now. I am DC over Marvel, and that started because I had a friend of mine. Um, they gave, he gave, he's like, you got to read this. It's called The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. So good. It's amazing, right? And I was like, Batman, he's like, he's gritty. He's dark. He's awesome. He just is the coolest guy. And so from that point on, Batman became my favorite. I like DC because it's a little grittier than Marvel. Marvel's fun. It's like, you know, it's bright colors and fun. But I started going into, into the DC and I really love the DC characters. Um, the only comic book I really collect from Marvel, I still collect it a little bit. I, I love Deadpool. Deadpool is just amazing to read, and they have all those fun, those fun, uh, uh, like illustrated Deadpool and kills himself. This <laughs> is amazing writing, so it's so much fun. But yeah, love, I love comic books. And I know you like Magic: The Gathering. So uh, where, where does your geekdom end? I mean, does it? No, it is doesn't. Any- it doesn't. It doesn't. And that's actually coming. So let's wrap this back to Utah. I get asked this all the time. They're like, what makes Salt Lake Comic Con so special? Because it is special, right? Is you actually are accepted here on all levels. Your geekdom is, you're not really, and we hear this from uh, fans and vendors that come to Salt Lake Comic Con, is they come here and they are just, a, they can't believe how the fans are so passionate. And I think that here in Utah, it's just a culture we grew up in is you're just not embarrassed of what you like. You're like, you stand for what you like and that's what it is. And so, I love that about Utah, where it was like when I was in Philadelphia, you didn't run around telling people you played Magic the Gathering. You'd be stabbed. Right? Like, you're like, you're like, you have no friends. Uh, but here, here you come. You're and, like, I go hang out with like 400 of them every other Yeah, weekend. exactly. You're like, yeah, all the time. And so I don't know where my geekdom is. I think it's, it's, it's wide, it's wide, wide ranging. I just love it. So Magic is, Magic's, we we're talking about it before we started, is just, it's just a killer, man. I try to get away from it, and then I get sucked back in. I try to get away from it. I get sucked back in. It's just such a fun game. It's it amazing. really is. It really is. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about... you good now, Jess? Did that, that satiate yes. you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's important. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I think it's important for people to know that, especially people who, who see just this guy making terrible dad jokes on stage for, <laughs> right, right, for right. three days in a row. Or yeah. good dad jokes. <laughs> Them. To be clear, they're all dad jokes. Yeah, they're every all. One of them. Yeah, every every one of them do is. You, a dad do you have a book that you've stolen them from? <laughs> yeah, no. <Is> that- <laughs> you know what's funny about that is the fans at Salt Lake Comic Con. I literally probably get ten to fifteen emails a day of people sending me jokes or on Facebook or whatever, and I love it. I and I I totally use all those jokes all the time and i'm like i'm still in this i'm taking i just stop you in the middle of the hall i'm like i got one yeah, for you <laughs> i love it i love it it's great so people have given me books i've been given books i remember uh one girl so uh one of the other events that i do is called miss amazing it's a it's a pageant for girls with disabilities and i'm the mc for for uh, miss amazing and i love that and these girls range from seven to about 20 and you know they have uh, all kinds of disabilities but it allows them to come during that one night and be you feel special, feel like they're their princess, and be in that pageant, and they have like talent. And I do some dad jokes there, right? And this one girl came up to me, and she gave me a little box of jokes, like these dad jokes. And she's like, 
your jokes are bad. <laughs> that's all she said. I was like, got it, got it. Okay, thank you so much for, <laughs> for telling me that. So, yeah, I was like, okay, great. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Just is there a lot of that feedback that, you know, all because the Salt Lake Comic Con uh, network of people on social media is huge. And yeah. they're not afraid to speak up about oh. anything. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it's, uh, I get a lot of people like, you've got to get some better material. In fact, I'll tell a funny story about that. But what I've noticed, what my favorite is. But that is, means they don't get it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just. I think, you know, they don't realize I'm just up there just burning a little time or having yeah. some fun. My favorite is, though, this happens every time at Comic-Con, right? So I'll, sometimes I'll walk down the hallway and people will always grab me. And they literally will do this. They'll like look around to make sure that nobody's like watching and like that look around. And all of a sudden they're like. I actually like your jokes. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're like embarrassed. They're like, but don't tell anybody. I mean, I'm like, I like it, but don't tell I'm anybody. I'm totally going to do that too, but I'm going to yell it. <laughs> yeah. You know, for, for, for geeks that are typically extremely introverted overall, like that's just the way most like hardcore geeks are. Yeah. They are never afraid to tell people how they feel about oh, no. their things. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, they, uh, so those of you who are listening, they're like, what kind of jokes do you tell for those that don't know? So like, this isn't really a joke, but I, uh, so, are you guys? You guys have you have a dog. I just met yeah, your dog. Yeah, yeah. And so you're a dog person. You your cat? No, no. We have dogs oh. and cats. You have dogs and cats. So I had a cat. So, but it wasn't a it wasn't like a full grown cat, and it wasn't like a kitten. It was like in between, like a tween cat, I guess. I don't know what to call it. And it was all black. I named it Snowball. It was the cutest thing ever. And I went to the store and I bought it some uh, yarn because I saw that you know the, it's like you see that in cartoons. And I gave it some yarn when I came home, and she went bananas she's eating it and playing around with it and i walked upstairs and came back down about 15 minutes later and uh she'd swallowed the whole thing of yarn and i panicked i called my friend he's like you got to get to the vet because it gets entangled so i got to the vet and but i got there a little too late she had mittens <laughs> so, <laughs> mittens. <laughs> so there you go there's there's <laughs> our chris is done <laughs> So for those that might be listening out of country, out of state, that haven't been to Comic-Con, why are you telling these jokes? What is your role at Salt Lake Comic-Con? Right. So I was asked to be part of uh, Salt Lake Comic-Con. And when they originally asked me, uh, I was filming through Zeros. And that's kind of how I got involved in that. They're like, hey, you're, you're doing this. Would you mind being an MC for us? And they actually hired four MCs. Not hired, but they asked four of us to participate. And of the four... The three of them were more moderators. And I, I, so Carrie Jackson from X96, you know, and, uh, Tony Toscano, who does like movie reviews on Channel 4, and, and then uh, Tyson Webb, who was a DJ. Tyson Webb's a friend of ours. Oh, Tyson's amazing. He's so good. And they were, they were kind of more like when we we're meeting, they're like, they want, they're, they're all interviewers. Yeah, yeah. And they, they want to interview and they want to be on, um, that's what they want to do, moderate. So they basically kind of just kind of put me to the back. They're like, you'll just MC it. And I was, but I was like, comic-con comics and geek and i was like whatever yay i didn't care <laughs> well you'll just mc it little did you know <laughs> yeah a little so my well my first role when i first got down there my this is what my role was is more of an information provider right so i'd get up on stage and i'd be like hey the next panel is going to be and you can get photo ops at this time and the exits are here and here and thank you for coming and that was really <laughs> it that was all i was doing and so the jokes got started um all in thanks to Stan Lee. It's all because of Stan Lee. It's all because of someone. Everything's because of Stan Lee. It's all because Omicron someone is because was late. Of Stan Lee. And of course, it's got to be Stan Lee. Right. It's, it's always Stan Lee, right? And, and <laughs> Stan Lee does everything. Right? Housing. So what happened was, as our first year, we were having uh, uh, Stan Lee was our one of our big guests. 
And we had a, a ballroom there. It holds about 5,000 people. And Stan Lee was signing autographs. And he's such a nice guy. He looked, and there's about 100 people waiting to get his autographs. And so Stan's like, we're like, we got a panel. And he didn't realize how many people would show up to his panel here in Utah. He was thinking maybe 50, 100 people. So he looked at the 100 people doing autographs. He's like, well, I don't want to disappoint them. So let's just cancel the panel. And we have 5,000 people waiting, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> So we get this, we get this news, like, they're, they're canceling the panel. And I was like, what? And they're like, no, so rushing back. And so they said, no, no, it won't cancel. We're not going to cancel. So they tell Stan Lee, they're like, hey, you got a lot of people there. And he's like, oh, I don't want to disappoint them, but I'll be there. But let me sign his autographs first. So they come back and they're like, um, we got about 25 minutes to kill. And there's 5,000 people on the stage. And, and so I'd already done my little shtick of like, this is the Stan Lee panel and there's the exits here and here. <laughs> and that was it. And you could feel the temperature of the room was starting to turn. People were like, where is Stan? They wanted some information. So without even just thinking about it, I just grabbed the microphone and walked on the stage and started doing those jokes, the dad jokes, right? <laughs> and the first joke I did, this is the, I can tell you the first joke that I did. Yes. I was like, hey guys, I'm so excited to be here and, and Stan Lee will be right out. I usually have more energy, but last night I had the, I had the worst dream I've ever had. I dreamt I was a muffler on a car and boy, I woke up exhausted. Ta-da! And, <laughs> It was like crickets. <laughs> there was like 5,000 people just staring at me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they're like, and all of a sudden you hear like one person in the very back. They're like, A for effort. And, and so I was like, I was dying. So I just was like, I just, but I dove into it head first. So I just started telling more jokes and the audience was kind of heckling me, but in a, it's a fun way. It's, you know, they're just having a good time with it and we're heckling and having a good time. And I'm telling just these horrible, horrible jokes and, and, uh, just really bad puns. And I get done. I look over the side of the stage and I get the signal that Stanley will be here in like two minutes. I'm like, okay, guys, the next person on stage will be Stanley again. And everybody's like, yay. And I walked off and Brian Brandenburg is one of the co-founders of Comic Con. He just looks at me and does that slow, like head shake and he puts his hand on my shoulder and is like you've got to get some better material right and I, the second he said that I was like dude this is gold this is gold I'm never changing it and that's how it got started so it, was, it got started because Stan Lee was late and then the next morning we started doing it people were like yeah, yeah I'll tell a joke and it's just become a part of the Comic Con culture they like the jokes and, and your socks oh and the socks always wearing the crazy socks having a good time with that people are and and people have a good time with it right they always want to see the socks they always wear some fun socks and then people always want to they always want to give me their jokes so a lot of people will do this and, and like we talked about how people get embarrassed because they like the jokes I always, the first day, people always pull me off the side. They're like, I've got a joke for you, but don't tell people I told you the joke. <laughs> so, I'm like, all right, all right. We'll do that. We'll do that. So, yeah. So how, because that's, I mean, the, the first year, like I know yeah. the first Comic-Con, like these guys were asked to show up and do a booth. And, and right. I mean, it was, it was a. And we're, we feel like we've been doing this forever, but it's only what, like five years now? It's been, I think four it's four years, years now. Four yeah. years. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, so the, so the first con, you know, you're just introducing people. There's not a lot of prep required for that so much. Just, okay, who's coming on? Let me repeat the same thing I've said 20 times right. now. But now it's, it's a different experience. And, and now because you guys as, as an organization with Comic Con have the experience of, every freaking celebrity is going to be late to their panel as much as we try. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's really hard when you're, especially when they're there for one day and they're doing mm -hmm. photos mm -hmm. and things happen and, so how do you prepare for that? Right. So that's a great question. So we, it, it goes, the, and I'm going to go back here, talk about the first con. 
to what it's going now. The first con, Dan Farr is the co-founder and, and the brainchild of Comic-Con. And he felt that, he's like, I think this would do very well in Utah. There's people, and, and there, he got a lot of people who were like, no, it's not. And literally, we were, we were sitting around in his house. They didn't have an office, and they were just planning it. There was like 15 people, and they were going to do it at the Southtown Center in Sandy. And mm-hmm. they were just only going to do one section of the ballroom. And then they sold enough tickets. They're going to do two sections, then three sections. And they got all of Southtown. And then they ended up realizing, holy cow, we're going to, we're just way bigger than Southtown. Let's go to, the uh, Salt Palace Convention Center, for those that are not in Utah, it's our largest convention center in the state. And um, they ended up going moving it down there because the interest was so high. We, I think the first year we hit like 80,000, 79,000 people, the largest inaugural Comic-Con. I remember, I remember the first year, like, like with the line wrapping clear yeah. around yeah, well, the back and, and, of a Robinelle like, Hall. Jeremy I, snuck me in because he, uh, I remember, yeah. he I gave remember, me his wristband. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Saturday going towards the doors to leave and people are like don't leave you won't get back in it's true because fire marshal shut it down yep. because that was the same day because they didn't have the whole salt palace we didn't not the first and, one and there was a chunk of it that was actually for that officer's funeral that yes. was going on that same day and so the salt palace was insanely busy and the fire marshals ended up coming in and just uh yeah no no more people yeah they wouldn't allow more people in so we had people standing outside and what they would literally do if somebody walked out then they would let another person go in and so it was, we, and we, we thought we had the schedule kind of up and going as celebrities and all these things. And we realized this is a way more internal working thing that we were, uh, I mean, the first one I thought went well, as far as the, as the people in the front, right? You think of it like a duck on water. The duck's just gliding along, but it's little feet underwater, like, and that's what we were like running around like crazy, like what's going on? And so we've learned a lot. So we have, we got everything prepared and we've got times for people and celebrities. It happens. Celebrities are late. So we do a lot of different things. Um, we So one of the things that people like to do when they're late to keep them happy, I'll do like a dance party. I go out. I don't know if you've, if you've been there for the oh day. Yeah, okay. they're, they're great. They're great, right? Let's do the dance party. I will turn the cameras on. For those of you who haven't been there, we have these big, giant screens. Um, so if you're sitting in the back, you can still see the celebrities and the screens. And we turn the camera on the crowd, and boy, they go nuts, right? They, they <laughs> love it. They're going crazy. It's hilarious. Um, it's hilarious. So we do that a lot. Um, there's always things that we uh, have to shuffle things around at last minute. We try to make everything uh, as seamless as possible for all the fans. We try to, we try to every contingency that we could think of, they've, we've tried to have a scenario for it. We've got safety scenarios. Um, so I'm going to do a quick little plug. There's, uh, I have a YouTube channel. It's just YouTube. Yeah, Chris Provost. And one of the stories, if you go out and listen to that, there's one called When Chekhov Died in My Arms. And uh, Walter Koenig played a joke on me where he was on stage and he pretended like he was having a heart attack. Oh, no. Because he knows I like to do jokes. And so he played a joke. I literally thought, it was just during the press conference. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm holding him in my arms and his manager is just like texting on the phone. And I'm like, he's dying in my arm. I'm like, like, stay away from the light. Walter's look at me, look at me. (laughs) And the manager's not doing anything. So first I thought the manager was like texting, like get help. And I'm like, something's going on. And the manager's like, "He's, he's playing with you. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's, he's just playing around with you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, he's, I'm like, he looked, he looked, I thought, like, looked pale and clammy. I thought he's going down. And all of a sudden his eyes like, pink. And he reaches up and he slaps me and goes, gotcha. And I literally, I kind of peed my pants. I'm not even kidding. I was like sitting right there on the stage 
with like, and then all the cameras are like, people are filming, and I'm like, this is gonna be splat. It'll just be the on cover of Time Magazine, me holding him dying. Somebody that was awful. But, um, so you go, you can hear the whole story on the, on the YouTube channel if you want to hear the story. But we have all kinds of contingencies, like, for things just like that, and we're trying to cover everything, and we want, we want people to have the best possible experience. So yeah. We haven't forgotten your YouTube channel. We'll get there. Oh, though, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. No problem. <laughs> and how, but, I'm curious, how do you prepare personally? I mean, that's a lot of material. Do you just have it all stored away? Do you have an eidetic memory? Yeah, like you have that. You have that clipboard. Does it really have stuff I don't on ever, it? I don't Is it like John Stewart's paper, yeah. where it's like blank? So or? I'm gonna. Uh, Brian Brandenburg is probably gonna hate this, but it's the truth. So Brian Brandenburg, I love the guy. He's awesome, right? And he does this to me all the time. So if you do come to Salt Lake Comic Con, the jokes I tell they're very vanilla. They're family friendly. We want to keep it that way, right? Brian sometimes will, right as I walk up on stage, he was like, Chris, come here. And he'll whisper in my ear, something filthy. Like, he's like, like a really dirty joke. And he's like, don't say that joke on stage, though. And then I walk right up on stage, and I literally, yeah, it's all I'm thinking about. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And there's been times where I'm like, I'm like, okay, so it's blonde. I'm like, and never mind. We're just kind of walk away, but we have a lot of fun. So, uh, how do I prepare for it? I just have lots of, lots of jokes that we have. Um, we have lots of different jokes that have just been given to me over the years. Um, uh, so that's, we just, that just kind of comes naturally. Uh, people are like, do you have joke books backstage? We really don't. Uh, just kind of what feels natural at the time. We just try to have a lot of fun with it. The other thing that we have to do is we have certain things I have to do. I have to make certain announcements. We have like movie trailers. No that we talk about. hugging, please. Yeah, I got to do all these announcements for people. Like, there's no hugging. Uh, don't ask for don't personal ask for requests. Pictures. Yeah. Don't ask got, your mom. Don't ask them to say hi to your mom. Yeah, because we didn't do you that. Look, we pay attention. Yeah, well, you guys do. So if you 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 were at the first con, you guys oh, were at yeah. the first. Oh, yeah. We didn't have those rules established, so somebody would get up there. You know, uh, like. Can I have a hug? Yeah, Shatner to get up there. Can I have a hug? William, I remember, uh, uh, Henry Winkler was up there and the girl's like, it's my birthday. I've never been kissed. Will you kiss me? And, and it just takes so much time away from everybody else. So we. Is that not awkward for, I mean, I'm sure well, they get stuff like that. I just imagine it, it's horribly awkward. It's horrible because here's the thing. They're up on stage, right? And what can they do? They can't say no because it makes them look bad. So they're going to. And gonna, then it goes viral and everyone hates them. Yeah. They have a, then they have mouth herpes the rest of the <laughs> Right. I mean, like, that's, and that's basically how you get an STD. Go to Comic Con. So just kidding. Don't <laughs> edit that out. No, but you do get Comic Con crud from. Oh, Comic-Con. yeah. They, everybody, everybody's got their colds. Well, like, you, know, you know who had the best, the best solution for Comic Con crud? It was, it was Brett Spiner. Uh, cause he said, you know, I don't. I don't shake hands ever at cons. Yeah. I'll hug people, I'll fist bump, but I will not shake hands. Right. Because I started going to them and I would always come home just sick. And that's why. Yeah. It's, that's really true. So actually it was funny because so backstage we have, we have hand sanitizer. We have all kinds of things for celebrities. Uh, and people always ask like, well, what is it like backstage? And I could give you a little bit of a, like a glimpse of what it's like backstage. So. The handle, we have handlers who will bring the celebrity once their time for the panel. And when they come to the backstage, I'm the first one to usually greet them. And we have to tell them, like, what's about to happen. They're going to go on stage. What's interesting to me is some celebrities are amped. They're like to the highest of high. And when they get out on the stage, they're like, people are like putty in their hands. Like John Barrowman, you know, oh, like, yeah. 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 He, and he's out backstage and he's, he's like hyper and super excited. We do get other celebrities that you could, they're nervous. 
they're they're they have no problem being a camera and doing these these huge action movies or whatever. But there's not five thousand people. Yeah, there's not five thousand people, and it's not live, and it's not live, and, and they I scripted. Think we forget a lot of these people are introverts too. Yeah, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. Chris Evans came, and yes. he has he has a lot of anxiety. So this is we have you know we had contingency for him for his anxiety. Uh, so. We have yeah, all those types of things. Normal water bottle and one full of Xanax. Yeah, yeah. right. right. What, pick, <laughs> what, what do you want, Chris? Whatever you want, we got it for you. And so we have, um, we get, we have to sit there and kind of brief a lot of these, a lot of the celebrities, kind of tell them what's going on. And some of them want a moderator, uh, like up there. Some of them like, I like to have a moderator to help me field questions. And they like the moderator because the moderator can be the heavy, can be the bad guy. If they get a request, the moderator can be like, no, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. We get other celebrities who like. I, I got this. I'll just go out there. I'm going to handle it. It's perfectly fine. And, and they could do that. So we review that with them. There's a big, huge, giant orange couch back there. It's a leather orange couch. It's large. And every celebrity we've ever had come to Comic-Con has signed that couch. And so it's covered cool. with all kinds of, uh, yeah, it's covered with all kinds of uh, uh, signatures. And eventually at some point, I think Dan might auction that off for charity or something like that. But I mean, every celebrity we've ever had who's come to the to this grand ballroom wow, stage has, has autographed it so we always have them autographed but we have the pens back there um we always ask them uh we say hey we'd like to do a photo of you on the, on the with the crowd are you okay we get their permission we never ever bring them in and sometimes people are like oh, i don't really want to do that um and i could see why though if you think about this so you got to see think about this um for those of you who haven't been to comic-con let me paint a little picture i'm gonna this little canvas in your mind right imagine a stage is about five feet high and then there's about five thousand chairs Okay, so a lot of times what we like to do is we like to have the celebrity walk to the edge of the stage, turn around, and we'll take a picture of them with all the fans like holding up their phones and they like all these stars, right? Which looks so cool because we put it in the newspaper and you see them with all the fans and a lot of the celebrities love that. There are some other celebrities like, wait, you want me to turn my butt to the audience? I don't. I, they're going to be whipping out so many phones and taking all kinds of pictures. I don't feel comfortable with that or whatever. So we always laugh. We always ask permission before we do that. We're going to start paying attention to the celebrities that are like standing yeah, at an angle. Like, <laughs> so was the, was the, the, the Chris Evans motorcycle thing, was that was that a uh, total surprise for Chris Evans? Yeah, that was a complete surprise for him. So uh, he couldn't believe when he saw that the motorcycle. This just gorgeous motorcycle that was hand painted with the Captain America emblems on it. It was amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. So cool. That's great. Yep. Amazing. Did he get to like ride it at all? He he sat he sat <laughs> on it. Sat on it. On yeah, it. <laughs> he sat on it. He sat on it there. Yeah, but he didn't he didn't actually drive it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. you so you get to be up on the stage with you're on the basically the main stage mm-hmm. of Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. All these people walking up. Is there anyone that you're just standing up there you're like, oh, "I just wish so and so would come here because I really want to introduce them like who do, so who do i my dream Who's your dream, dream guest yep. so i'm okay I'm, I'm kind of proud of this all right <laughs> so the, people are always asking who your dream guests are so i have i have a couple sorry we're not original but no that's fine it's not a problem it's not a problem at all. so i'm but i'm excited to talk about this time so uh let me do the first one right that my dream guest would want to be keanu reeves Mm. Right, and that's really for my wife because <laughs> she's got the, <laughs> she has this thing for him. She she thinks he's the best, so I, I would love to get him. Like old Keanu Reeves or like young Keanu Reeves, like point blank Keanu Reeves, John Wick. Keanu I was Reeves. going like older, uh, like Bill and Ted. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, Point Break and Bill and Ted were what, like two or three years apart? They're probably. Yeah, it's, just, it's crazy to see that. No, she's uh, she she's, looks the same though in John Wick as Bill and Ted. I mean, there's not much difference. He he's he ages shorter hair. Pretty yeah, timeless. He, yeah, he's really timeless, right? And I mean, he's I mean, let's be honest with you. When you look at him in, in Matrix, he's like perfect to look at, basically. And he's like seven feet tall and yeah, just amazing. He is so yeah, tall. he's he's great. So that would be one. Now my other one, which for me is, I have been requesting with Dan. Uh, Dan's the co-founder of uh, the brains behind Comic-Con. And I've been telling him, I'm like, I want this particular celebrity to come to Comic-Con. I said, and this is the one I want. And every time I would remind him, and Dan's like, I've been talking to the manager. I can't get him. I can't get him. And I would, I'm like, Dan, you got to get him. You got to get him. And he got him. He's coming to this Comic-Con. So I'm like, do you, do you have any idea who it is? So are, we, are we kindred spirits? I don't know. Who, who are you thinking? So who are you thinking? I'm dying that John Cusack is coming. Oh, John. <laughs> We're not kindred spirits, but I'm excited. <laughs> about that. But no, I'm I'm super excited about that. Are you gonna hold Val up? A, well, what's cool is Joan Cusack is coming now too. Oh, I yeah, know. So you're right. Are you gonna hold up a boombox from like say anything and? No, I'm like uh between like Better Off Dead to like 1408 and his new movie oh. Love and Mercy, where he plays Brian Wilson. Right, phenomenal. I haven't seen that one. But why it's you, amazing. Why don't you tell him what you're gonna have him sign? Well, so okay, here's my thing. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> I know this is an interview. Of no, wait, wait. So no. you guys, so you, we, we guys are at home, you can't see this. She's literally starting to breathe heavy. She's fangirling. Her face is getting a little red in the cheeks. She's like, all right. My Comic Con thing is, I have people sign VHS copies. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I have. I had Curtis Armstrong sign Better Off Dead. I had Anthony Michael Hall sign Sixteen Candles. Um, Alan Tudyk signed 28 Days. He's right. like, can I sign Sandra Bullock's boobs? I was like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but Mercy took it out of the case and was like, is this real? I'm like, it's very real. Uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I had a... I'm having a total... Judge <laughs> Reinhold? Yes. Uh, I had You're him kidding. sign too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's like my thing. And I was afraid that he... I had heard that he didn't like Better Off Dead. And, but then I was reading, he did a Reddit, the question and answers mm-hmm. on Reddit. And he was like, oh, he's like, I loved it. He's like, somebody misinterpreted something that the director said. And so that's where the whole, but then I was looking at it and I'm like, Curtis Armstrong signed the whole entire front of it. There's not even room. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have to do 16 Armstrong. candles. Have or gross like, point blank. Cause then you can have, have Joan and John sign it. Well, like 16 candles. Okay. She's, yeah. in, so. She's in that too. Or you could say anything cause Joan's in that one too. You can both, but. So. Okay, anyways, so back to there's, your... There's tons of yeah. them. There is, right? Yes. They're in a lot They're together. They're amazing. It's crazy. Both yeah. of them. So my 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 big fan celebrity is, is not the most mainstream, but it's Biff from Back to the Future. Tom <laughs> Wolf, I, I have been requesting this guy to come. Because I've seen him talk about his character. And he's, he probably keeps getting these letters like, what the hell? I don't... What? Well, here, well, here's what he actually has. I'm not even kidding. He has like three by five cards that are laminated. He'll just hand out to people when they ask him questions. And it's got all these questions about Biff. He's like, just read them all. And it's like, was the manure real? And, blah, 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 blah. And, he's, and he's written... He does this comedy act where he sings a song called like, Don't Call Me Biff. He's hilarious. So I was like, what does we, he, is this like, he embraces it that yeah, it's he, funny to him? Yeah, he or, embraces okay. it. He's, he's great. And so I'm kind of freaking out. Like he's coming here. And so I'm, I'm, I don't even know how I'm, usually I'm pretty calm backstage. I'm like, hey, I'm not, I'm not, it's like, just keep it calm. You tell him I'm talking a little bit faster right now. <laughs> I'm afraid that I'm going to freak out and say something wrong because this is a guy that I really want to meet. I feel like you should cosplay Back to the Future 2 Biff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be sweet. So, 
<laughs> just, just talk to Jimmy Martin. He's got oh. the he's got the back of the view. Yeah, so I, I know that Jimmy Martin's probably going to get a chance to interview him because so they'll have me moderate uh, periodically. I'll get a moderate, uh, but that's not my main gig. My main gig is doing emceeing. So I know that Jimmy is going to steal this and get to moderate it. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's good at it. Yeah, oh, he's really good. He's I like really Jimmy. good. Yeah. Yeah, I like those okay. show boys. So, who is who is your favorite that you that we've had so far? Who is your favorite? That oh, there's so there's so many of them. So there's there's different types of things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to name a couple if that's if that's okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So probably my favorite, like I thought the best interview or the best the one that was just amazing was um, Jason Isaac. He plays uh, Lucius Malfoy on the Harry Potter series, and when he walked on stage. He was just like, he made it more friendly for everybody. And he just was telling these really great stories and people were asking some questions. And he, he even said, he goes, he goes, I'll tell, I'll talk first. He's like, I'll probably answer a lot of your questions. Then after that, we can go back to, uh, why, you know, if you have questions, but his story, when he became the character, they wanted, they wanted Lucius to be in wizard robes, right? And he walked in the first day. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. He's like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a business suit and I need a cane. And people are like, do you have a limp? He's like, no, I don't. And they're like, but you want a cane? He's like, yes, I do. <laughs> and he created this character, which I thought was so cool. It was fun to watch him, how he did this, how he created this character. So I really enjoyed his interview. I thought it was very, it was a lot of fun. Um, let's see. So my, the, my one that I look forward to the most that is for me personally the funnest one, because it's fun backstage and it's fun on stage is the Twisted Tunes panel. Woohoo! Yeah. Woo! These are the voice actors from all your Saturday cartoons. Or it's also the most R-rated of. Yeah, it, it is. It is the. It's the most. It's the. It's the most. It's the dirtiest panel that we have. These guys come out, and for those that aren't familiar with Twisted Tunes, is they um they'll read like Harry Potter or Star Wars, uh, Princess Bride, Princess Bride, <laughs> and they do it in the character voices. So like you had like Winnie the Pooh was Voldemort, and it's the funniest it's thing so you've ever. It's, it's great, right? And they. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, bother, you know? <laughs> so it's a lot of fun to, it's, it's, it's hilarious to watch like these guys. The Christopher Walken ones. Oh, right. They have to have one at least every single time. And I love it because he'll just pause until he drags it forever. Everybody's just sitting and takes drinks of water. <laughs> so I love, I love the Twisted Tunes panels. Um, and I love the way that they treat the fans here. It's amazing to watch them. These guys, when they come backstage, they're super friendly. Uh, when they're on stage, they're super friendly. And at their booths, they're super friendly. They just, they love Salt Lake Comic Con. And they've told me numerous times that they're a fixture. We have them all, all the time. They said that this is one of the best cons because the fans love them so much. And so they come here and they put on the best shows. So if you have not seen the Twisted Tunes panels, you've got, it'll be filled. It's, every it's time. Oh, every time. All 5,000 seats are taken. So you go, gotta get there. go to the panels before. I Twisted pretty much Tunes. will sit through mm-hmm. I, yeah. that's, that's, people that's, I hate just to get a good seat. Yeah, for people Twisted camping Tunes. out and doing that absolutely will sit there to, uh, to, to get there. So I, I got to ask you with Twisted Tunes because Jess Harnell. Oh. Really, kind of. Is it just an amazing? It just feels he's like amazing. he runs the whole panel. I know he's <laughs> not the one that does it, but so so they, their manager is a guy named Jeff Zanini. He does. He's the he does all all the talent. He recruits the t- for talent to come out. Jess Harnell is just such a colorful person, right? You can't. <laughs> he's big. Yeah, he's just very like, big. He walks on stage, and you can't help it. He's in those tight pants and a cowboy hat and his shirt, and his and hair is down to his waist, and he's like, and he's like rocking his head. It's like. <laughs> It's like a it's like a cross between a fat guy, Chris Rock, and uh, uh, what, who's the lead singer of Poison? 
<laughs> Brett Michaels. Yeah, Brett Michaels. <laughs> no, that's real. Yeah, like, that's the best way. Like Al Bundy with Brett Michaels, like just combined. Uh, so uh, last last year, well, actually, it was this year. I think was I was up at Sundance with Jess and Dan. The three of us were hanging out, and you can't people they can't they can't take their eyes off of him, right? And he was in. What was funny? He came in and he was in his tight. 80s spandex pants like with lep- the bell bottoms yeah, and, and the rhinestones with the rhinestones <laughs> and he's in his shirt and he's got his cowboy hat and we're at Sundance in January <laughs> and he was freezing cold he didn't have a jacket on I'm like Jess what is going on he's like I didn't realize it's going to be this cold and I'm like <laughs> dude it's freaking it's a good Jess in the middle so, we, so we, I went and got him some hand warmers you know those hand warmers he was literally putting them down his pants. I'm like, dude, they're, they're making bumps in your pants. Like, I don't care. It's going to look great. <laughs> Jeremy hasn't seen him before. Oh, yeah. So oh, I my gosh. So yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, sure. he's such a character. Yeah, he's yeah. nice. I had him sign. I, I love Transformers movies. Oh, you yeah. can judge me all you want. He's Ironhide. He is. And um, I also had Mark Ryan, who does Bumblebee. So that's like one oh, of nice. my collections right. is Transformers signatures. Yeah. So. And he's also the voice of Wacko from, yeah. the, yes. from the Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah they, people love that. And and if you go look at his IMDb, he's like voices thousands. in everything. He's, he's, like, do anything. he's he, like the James Hong of voice actors. Yeah, he, like he, James he, Hong's been in everything. He does <laughs> He does them all. They're, it's hilarious. It's awesome. So yeah, you got to see the Twisted Tunes panels. It's it's so much fun. And you you leave... And you're like, um, I'll, I'll say this, every Twisted Tunes panel, something crazy has happened, right? So we've had a streaker come on one time. Uh, we had, we had, uh, the governor. That was crazy. That was weird. Yeah. The governor just happened to, or the, the governor crashed the panel and walked down stage. He has a sense of humor. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, right. Not, not really. But, but they did a good job with them. Yeah. They, they worked with them. And then they had, uh, then we had, I think Miss, Miss America or Miss, uh, Miss Utah, Miss Utah walked mm-hmm. on stage. We've had, I mean, they had people from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, but they called them the Metal Tabernacle Choir. They <laughs> sang "Be Our Guest." They had on stage. Oh, I remember yeah. that. From last the, year. So these guys, they, they had that girl come up that mm-hmm. they'd met at one of their tables. Yeah, that was she the did her, her own, own voice. Fun. Yeah, she did her own voice. And so these guys, every time they do something, I, I have literally no idea. And Jess and those guys, the show is really well rehearsed and scripted. And they always say, "Okay, Chris, are we doing this, 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 this?" And I'm like, "Well, what's this area here?" They're like, they just laugh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they walk on stage. I'm like, okay, here we go, guys. So, so they actually do prep ahead of time. Yeah. It's not, it's not really as improv. So, well, no, they, they, they know what they're going to be reading. So they know like the, the, um, uh, they know they're going to be reading Harry Potter. They do not know the voices they're going to be reading. So Jeff Zanini, the manager, he gives them, he won't tell them prior to what the, what the and voices are. And he doesn't are. tell them their parts either. Though. No, he doesn't tell them their parts. Okay. He doesn't tell them their voices. And, but they do know which guests. So they have guests come on stage. So they know who the guests are going to be. And sometimes they don't even tell us who the guests are. A lot of times they try to get a celebrity guest, you know, have a celebrity come down and try to read something in their own celebrity voice. And so it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That was great when they had, uh, was it last? No, it was two years ago, wasn't it? When they had, uh, who's the guy that plays King Ezekiel? Oh, no, it was last year. It was, it was, it was, it was for, for it was for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Man, that guy's, he and, was, um, he was, because he started as pretty much a voice actor. Mm-hmm. And so he has time, like he still does it with like Teen Titans and stuff. Yeah. Oh, is that, is that, was that Kari? Yeah. Hey, Kari. Yes, Kari. Kari. Yeah. He, think of his name. Yeah. He's also in the, he's in the Walking Dead. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah King absolutely. Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's good to see that kind of stuff. That's always that, fun. That is the, but I wake, I walk out of there with a stomach ache from laughing you, you so can't help it. hard. I make my kids sit through it and I, every time I turn, I t- I'll turn and look and I'll see him. Cause, yeah. cause they don't want to laugh. They don't want to, 
we're kids. We shouldn't. And then you see him. It's yeah. <laughs> so that's it's a lot of fun. The one thing I do have to say. So people always ask, like, was there ever any disasters that happened at Comic? We only had one major disaster um, that we talk about. Really, is the second year. Some guy broke in, and we don't. I, I shouldn't say guy. Like, that's that could, could have sexist. been a girl. Could have been a girl. Somebody mm-hmm. broke in the night before, and they stole all the uh, toilets and urinals out of all the bathrooms. And we <laughs> had the police come down, and the detective said they had nothing to go on. Just started so, to fall for that one for a second, and then she realized <laughs> it was going to be a joke. So, Twisted Tunes, yeah. what what advice would you give to somebody? coming to Comic-Con for their first time because there are plenty of people that have never been Okay, yet. So here's the thing that people always focus on what we always talk about is the large celebrities and the large panels, right? There is so much more. There's usually mm-hmm. about 420 panels that are going on in a three-day period. My advice to somebody going through the very first time is you they have an app, right? You can download the app. I love that app. The app is amazing. And you want to plan your day the the day before, you want to look at it. Every hour, they're going to have probably 15 to 20 different panels going on. And they also have a vendor floor where you can go out and you see all kinds of things. They have speed dating. Uh, they have all kinds of things. There's always an activity. Every hour, there's a new activity. So if you don't – people who go the first time who don't plan their day sometimes just kind of tend to get lost, right? They mm-hmm. just end up wandering around the vendor hall for like six hours. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, my gosh, I missed all the panels. So what you want to do is you want to go through the n- couple nights before and find all those panels that you want. You can mark them on the app, and then it'll set up a little reminder. It's like, okay, yeah. And definitely mark them on the app, because like like we've talked about, things change. They do. They the, change. They, the room they change changes rapidly. or whatever, and, yeah. and it gives you and it tells you. So your little book might say like 3G, and but your phone says something else because they, they updated the room or whatever. Right. And you get the push notifications, which mm-hmm. I really, you know, and oh, I, so-and-so nice. panel and you can in pick 20 like minutes. people. So like if you're like... I really like, you mentioned Carrie Jackson. I really like how he moderates panels. Right. I want to, where, what other panels are he, is he right. moderating? You can go through and you can pick them all and then see, oh, that topic is something I want to listen to too. I'm going to go to that. And or, you can, you can do that on the app while you're in the panel. You're like, wow, I love what this guy's saying. What other stuff is he involved in right mm-hmm. there and go find his stuff? Mm-hmm. And there's always, there's going to be a panel that's going to speak to you. And like, if you're a writer, they have panels on writing, they have panels on comic books, they have panels on movies, they have panels on acting, they have panels on, uh, like one of them, my wife likes the smaller panels, like these rooms that maybe hold like 200 people or maybe 150 people. And her favorite panel of all time was um, ghost stories. And this guy was telling a panel talking about all the different haunted places in Utah where you can go to. And my wife's like, we're going there. And so we've gone to these different hotels and these different things. Because, awesome. Yeah, she loves it. And those, and then you can see things like that. It's a lot of fun. So you, there's, it's just everything. The other thing, as I would say, is it's not required. You don't have to. People always are worried about this. They're like, should I dress up? Do I have to dress up? You don't. You don't. If you don't feel comfortable dressing up, don't worry about it. There will be a lot of people in costumes. And, but that's okay. And we, we have the best cosplay. The it best blows San Diego's out and, of the water. And we have one of the best cosplayers in this room <laughs> right now. What is your favorite thing to cosplay as? Uh, I tend to do things that are obscure. He's going to pull up pictures for you. Um, like I do things that obscure, that, like the people that will get. I will never do a popular character okay, right. ever. Um, I've done Myrtle Snow from American Horror Story. Okay, yep. Uh, I did Ace Ventura at the mental hospital with the tutu. <laughs> yes. 
Stuart. Um, Stuart. Oh, I'm getting, yeah. There I can see that. Right? So I, did, I did Stuart. That was not for Comic-Con. That was actually for Halloween the first time that I did Look at it. Me. But she did but, it at Comic-Con uh, as well. Why don't you tell them about the security guards? <laughs> There's well, a picture of Jess with the security guards. I love the volunteers and the right, security right. people mm-hmm. at Comic-Con. I actually had a moment at the at FanX at the last one where I was talking to one of the volunteers. There was no one else at the celebrity booth and the celebrity was sitting next to her. I didn't even really acknowledged the celebrity. I was just talking to the <laughs> volunteer and I walked away and my cousin was like, you should have seen the look on the celebrity's face. <laughs> like, what just happened? Who is the security guard? Okay, so there's a couple particular security guys and, and I went up and, and I talked to them at this last Fanex and he was like, oh, he's like, your picture made it on our safety board. And I was like, <laughs> and he's like, look, look, so-and-so found this little lost kid. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I have those pictures. <laughs> he sent them to me, but that was that was my my claim to Comic Con fame was on the military yeah. uh, safety board. That's so, like, yeah. like, we, <laughs> we talk about all the contingencies. We talk about like what do you do? We find the last child. So I'm glad to see that you helped that out. You helped that out. Thank I'm you. I'm glad I helped that. Yeah. <laughs> That is amazing. That's amazing. My Myrtle Snow is probably one of my most favorites, though, because when Craig Parker was here, mm-hmm. I spent hours at his booth pretty much the whole weekend, and we he was a fan as well, and so um, I knew he was a smoker, and I was that day I was like, did you bring your lighter? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, I got a plan, because they burn her at the stake. Right, right. Anyway, so he was like totally in, and so we oh, were like, really? yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's, it's fun, <laughs> and that's the thing here. The fans are so fun. With the celebrities, and the celebrities just eat it up. Like you've seen a lot of these photo ops of these fans are doing some crazy fun things, and a lot of the celebrities just eat it up every so time. So our our daughters, um, when Chandler Riggs was here the uh, the first Ch- time yeah. when he was doing uh-huh. photos, so um, Jimmy Martin had gotten giant cans of chocolate pudding for the panel for the panel, and then he wasn't able to do the panel because they the Walking Dead people didn't want any of them doing panels really. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so he had these. He had he two had of these, like the giant chocolate. Like he was eating like out of in the show. Right, right, right. So we go through the photo op for our girls, and we open it up. Well, so no. So first of all, I find out that Jimmy has these, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Can I have one?" And he's like, "Yeah, because we were staying. We were both like, staying at the. I don't care. What, what's that hotel? The, the Monaco. The, we were both staying at the Monaco. So he like left it at guest services. So here I am at guest services with my big old <laughs> jar of, of pudding. But we took it and we opened it up and we had plastic spoons and everything. We have a picture eating. <laughs> Are you serious? Thing, he, the only thing he said to him was, "Do I really have to eat it?" And they're like, "No," because <laughs> he's like, "I've eaten he's so like, much. I'm chocolate sure he's pudding. I hate chocolate pudding." pudding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, with. Are you full time with Comic Con? I mean, you know a lot about it because you're you're really involved. But is this like a full time job? No, for you so I'm not. I'm not with them full time uh, as because I do a lot of the acting and things like that on the side. Uh, so I'm not with them full time. What is interesting though is it ebbs and flows and peaks, right? As we get closer to Comic Con, they start reeling me in more and more. Um, so I do a lot of their publicity um, when they get, when it starts getting close to Comic Con. I usually go out and do most of their news bumps and, and, and into things on TV and mm-hmm. say like, "Hey, this is what we got going on." I do a lot of their uh, some radio interviews and things like that, so it's a lot of fun for me. Because you, I mean, really, you have kind of in a way you're the face because of your involvement in the main room for 
for so long. You you really just are say it. kind it's of because that of his jokes. Yeah. It is. Well, and you do have a face. Yeah, I so. mean, it's, it's a face for podcasting. I get this. So yeah. <laughs> so I have a funny story to tell you, and you won't remember this because it was just so slight of a thing. But you were at the Michaels in Draper, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm so used to seeing you. Like I know who you are. You have no clue who I am. I'm a face in a right. five thousand, just in that one panel, right? And so I'm walking in there with my mom, and I'm like, oh, hey, Chris. And I just keep on, and I'm like, he has no freaking clue who I am. Like, I totally said hi, like I would say hi to my mom. And you went, you went, hey. hey. And I just like going like crazy ass woman. But you had like some boards or something in your hand. I'm like, I wonder if that was for comic. Like, yeah. it's totally going through my head. And my mom's like, who is that? And I was like, uh, somebody who has no clue. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens periodically. People I do was, that. Yeah. That was going to be my question yeah. is like, how often do people just, they recognize you and yeah. you're not like the celebrity that's going to like make them stutter, yeah. but they're familiar with you because yeah, they feel they're, like they're, they're chatting with you. And right? I don't, and I don't mind it. People come to me all, and I have no problem at all. And people are like, Oh, from Comic Con. I'm like, Oh, that's great. And so it's fun. To, I like to talk to them. Usually it's almost always we're like, Hey, Chris. And then they, they do that shifty eyed. I like your jokes. Like, okay. <laughs> Mine just like, yeah. You're like, yeah, hey. You're totally my, oh, yeah. 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 No, I love it. I love it. It's a lot of, I love it. It's a lot of fun. It's fun for me. So I want to talk about your YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk about it. What, what is it? What's okay, on there? So the YouTube channel it got started. We just started a little while ago and it was through Comic Con, right? And this is the thing I get asked over and over. People are like, can you tell me a joke? Can you tell me a joke? Can we hear a joke? And I have no, I was like, yeah, that's, I love, I love telling jokes. I think they're hilarious, right? And so, um, we decided to do uh, just a YouTube channel where I get in there and just tell like some of these clean jokes and people can submit. It's a way for me to get new material. So people will go in, they'll, uh, like on Wednesdays, I usually just upload a joke, like a, just a, some type of joke. Um, like for example, last night, I don't, I, if you guys have been to Ballet West, I went down Ballet West last night and I was watching all the ballerinas and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, they're all on their tiptoes. I'm like, why don't they just hire like taller dancers? It just didn't, you know, I was just like, so I get, so, did I suck you in a little bit there? Did you, 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 yeah, I gotcha. Right. You got me on that one. That's right. So he's gotten Jess and he's gotten Chris. We're well, gonna, I think part of so why far. your jokes are so successful is not because they're actually funny, but your delivery is it's so It's the delivery. Yeah, you it's, it's all about the delivery. Like just bringing it in yeah. from a real thing. Because yeah. you turn a Laffy Taffy joke into something that I can laugh yeah, at. Yeah, so, and that's when, so that's what the YouTube was for is, is so people, uh, is that they could go out and watch those jokes and then they could also submit jokes in the comments for me to tell. And if they, if they submit a joke and if it's clean and it's good, I'll tell it and I'll give them credit and say, Hey, it's a joke. I'll probably use this at Comic Con. And then on Mondays, uh, I just tell funny stories. Like people want to hear funny stories. Some of them relate to Comic Con, like the Walter Koenig when he was dying in my arms that freaked me out. And then there's other funny stories that just happened in my life. I tell those on Monday. So it's a lot of fun. Just, like yeah, your just, formal pool party. Oh, did you see the formal I pool did. party? Yeah. <laughs> That was my, amazing. So my my wife, we found her. I was cleaning out a closet, and we found her prom dress from. I mean, this is from forever ago, right? And I'm like, what do you do with this? And she's like, I don't know. I just, I, mean, I guess we could use it to clean a car or something. And <laughs> I was like, all right. And so I decided to have a formal pool party. I invited all my friends and family, and you had to dress up in like prom attire. And then everybody was jumping in the pools, and we're taking photos. And it was, yeah, it's on it's on Facebook, so it was a lot of fun. So yeah, it's fun. But the one you need to see, all right. So I'm going to give you a little teaser because. So my wife and I ran a half marathon. Okay. Oh, I made it halfway through that one before. Did you? Yes. So did you see the photo then? What no. Happened? Oh, you got you get the best part. So this this lady took a photo of it's at the end of the race my wife and i get down it's our first half marathon together and we're like yay and we're jumping in the air and this this girl's trying to take our photo and 
it's just not working. So her friend comes up. She's like, I can take this photo of, of you. And she takes this photo. And what I didn't know is I'm going to show you this real quickly here. So what I didn't know is this lady was standing behind me. Oh, my phone's on airplane. So just one second. This lady was standing right behind me. And when she took the photo, this, her, her leg is kind of coming through my legs, right? So I didn't think anything of it. So Amanda, my <laughs> wife, posted this picture. And this lady, she hasn't seen in for years, right? This, this is an old grandma, right? From Amanda grew up for years. Amanda's phone starts blowing up. And this lady, the first message she reads is, she's like, dear, I think I can see your husband's penis in the photo. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, my wife's like, oh my gosh, we have to delete this. So I'm freaking out thinking what, like, what is going on? Like down there, like, uh, like what's going on? Like uh, delete the photo. I mean, it was cold day. You have to kind of delete this photo. (laughs) And, um, we looked at it and it's not, it's just this lady. I can't pull it up right now. It's just this lady who happened to be standing behind me. And so we posted this photo and it just blew up on social media. So you hear that whole story on, on YouTube, it's one of my favorite ones. So, yeah, it's a good one. And it's just YouTube.com forward slash Chris Provost. Yep, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You got to check that one. That's my probably my favorite story of all and time. And you're a cartoon character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the very beginning, my little cartoon character. It's one of our, uh, one of our uh, fans, actually, at Comic-Con did that for me. They did the, very be- the intro for me. And pe- so, at the very beginning, every time I intro the um, uh, my YouTube channel, I always say, um, like, it just, it's like, Chris Provost. I'm like, boy, are my arms tired. Now, some people get that. Some people don't. You know, for those of you who don't get it, that's just a super old joke, right? Man, I just flew in from I'm Vegas. From Vegas. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> so I just do that. People, some people just do not get that. A lot of, a lot of millennials are like, why are, why are your arms tired, Chris? I get that all the time. Do you, are you like, not getting enough rest? I hope you come up with something new every single time. You yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. I need, I need to. Uh, Bicep Working day. out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but uh, I got to a thousand there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything that that you want to tell us about yourself that's not related to? I mean, Comic Con's a big part of what you do now, but is there anything else about yourself that you want to tell us? Yeah, well, I, I just think you know, it's if you haven't had a chance to come down to Comic Con, you you want to have that experience and have a lot of fun. So I, I will say this: uh, people ask me all the time. They're like, "Well." how did you get into public speaking and how did you get this stage presence? And it really comes down to two things for me. I was, uh, when I took high school, I took debate and that was a huge class for me. And I remember my sophomore year, we went undefeated and my, we made it to nationals and the nationals was in Arizona and we got on the bus trip and we went down. It's my first time away from my parents. I think I was like 15, right? And I'm on the bus with my, with my debate partner, Jeff, and we get all the way down to Arizona. And my friend Jeff's like, <clears throat> we're down there for a week. He's like, I figured it out. He's like, if we lose the first two days, completely lose every match, he's like, we'll have the rest of the week to screw around. <laughs> and I'm like, genius idea. <laughs> so we threw all our matches. And I remember our debate coach, I just don't understand this. He's like, you beat all these people and now you're losing everything. He's like, it's not even close. And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> so that, I say, debate is a lot of fun for people who want to do public speaking and even for acting. It helps to have that presence. And then the other was, is when I was in college, Believe it or not, I was majoring in chemistry. I know it's like such a, you could use that every day. And I was majoring in chemistry and I was telling you, I was just cranky through classes I want to get done. And I took a communications, a public speaking course. 
And I just loved it. And so after that, I ended up switching my major and got a major in communications and my minors in, is in chemistry. And I just, I just kind of like having such it so an interesting it. combo. Yeah. I mean, you could use that all the time. Like, that's oh. an indecisive, that's an indecisive college student right there. Well, I got a minor in chemistry <laughs> and engineering and a major in communications. That's true. <laughs> but it, it really makes it good for this because, um, I, I like to, I was, Argon, you know, it walked into a bar and the bartender's like, hey, we don't serve your type here. And there was no reaction. <laughs> so I could tell him, I have so many chemistry jokes. No reaction, I get it. It's, it's a noble gas. See, they don't, they don't react to anything. It's a whole thing there. Right, but if you say that just right, then people are going to think it's a Lord of the Rings joke. So. Right. Oh, right. that's exactly right. right. Oh, right. Okay. But, but I, it was interesting. I did, I did love chemistry and just like a, a couple of weeks ago, I ran into my my uh, high school chemistry teacher who really got me down that pathway, and he's retired now. And I'm like, so what are you doing? And he's actually a mortician. But that makes sense because his favorite element is barium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yes, no, get it. It's an element. Yes, but you're I, reminding me right now of of uh, the guy who plays, is it Ben, I think is his name, in Parks and Rec. I don't know if you watched that no, show. I, yeah. But this accounting yeah. firm keeps wanting him to work for him because he tells the most god-awful accounting jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and they love him. Yeah, that's for that's for me and chemistry jokes. I can I can just go through all day. I love them. I think they're great. And I periodically at in, at Comic Con, I'll tell like one or two, and like seven people will laugh. You know, <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey you that's get seven it. Seven people. Yeah, I'm like, you you know, you know, you get it. <laughs> you major in chemistry. Too, yeah, or... yeah, yeah, you're, you're like, I get it. You're like, so I tell I tell chemistry jokes periodically. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. Wow. I caught that. I chuckled. <laughs> All right, so we have one more question for you. It's a question we we ask every one of our guests because this is the new Utah podcast. Okay. Um, So you have lived a lot of different places, Uh uh, and you came back. Yes, I did. What is one thing that you would tell someone visiting Utah for the first time that they had to do before they left the state? Oh, my gosh. There's so many things here in Utah. So is, um, can I just do a real glib answer and then can we dive a little bit deeper? they got to try fry sauce the first time. They, they have, oh, that's a good one. Nobody said that. Nobody's ever said that? Never. What? Are you kidding me? You have to try fry sauce. It's like a Utah thing, right? And people are always like, hey, you tried fry sauce? And they always say, like, ketchup? I'm like, what, no. What, what's fry sauce? Yeah, you got it. You got to try it. You have to you try mean it. Thousand Island dressing? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together with some other crap. Yeah, put me a little barbecue sauce or the pickle it's, juice. It's or... amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And they, and like you get some cheese fries and you dip it in the fry sauce and it's, and you guys can't see this, but everybody's nodding their heads. It's so good. It's <laughs> or, so good. And I'm thinking five pounds later, it's yeah. still delicious. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It's amazing, right? It's, it's absolutely amazing. So who's your favorite fry sauce? Then? Oh, that's a really hard one. So my favorite. Favorite fry sauce was probably the training table. They were in a business. They were oh, so yeah. good. They were so good. <laughs> you don't get an awe from me. I don't care that they went out of business. Oh, you didn't, you didn't? I hated that. No, oh. but the fry sauce was really good. Yeah, the it fry was. sauce I didn't, was I wasn't good. going awe because of the going out of business. I was going, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fry sauce. The, uh, the, I think their, their problem was in, in the year 2000, we got these things called cell phones, and we still had to order from some stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kids were like, like, what is yeah, this yeah, thing? You have to walk in and order from the telephone. People are like, what is this what thing? The, how do you operate this? Yeah. yeah, I don't get yeah, it. Make us no. cook our own food too. There's, yeah. bu- there's buttons. There's <laughs> buttons you push. Well, I think now they would do really well if they had people going back in the kitchen and cook their own food because you know Blue Apron does so. Right? Well. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what I, are you guys, the jokesters? Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, this guy. I'm actually kind of, I'm actually kind of serious about that. <laughs> so, um, but I would say that's probably what it's just a thing about Utah. It's a, a lot of states have really good food. Uh, Philadelphia, it's their cheesesteaks, right? Their steak and cheese are amazing, and in New York, it's the pizza. And but here, you gotta you gotta try fry sauce, right? You have to try that. So that was a, definitely a Utah original that you gotta just dive into. And the other thing is for me, I really like this. If you have, I'm sure people have said this. I feel kind of bad saying the same thing. If people said Zion's. Somebody said that. You guys, like, it's yeah. okay, though. Every, right. Everybody's saying there's Zion's. Okay. Everybody has a different reason why. So, so oh, okay. Well, it's fun because people die there. So that's fun. So <laughs> <that or> no, <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's true. That would definitely it's, be a first. Yeah, that's no, true. That's it is. I would say you got to go down and check out Zion's. It's amazing. And when you see it for the first time, it's you literally lose your breath and you, you can't believe how pretty it is and how amazing it is. And the other thing I'll say this though, for those of you who are not from Utah, if you come to Salt Lake city, they have this area called the avenues, right? And you're probably going, what's avenues? Well, Chris, I'm going to tell you what they are. Here's what they are. They are streets that go up and down really steep hills, right? And they're really steep. In fact, they're so steep that when the cross streets go across them, they have mirrors so you can see if a car is coming up. So if you're going across, because you can't see it because these are really steep and they're, they're lifted by the alphabet letters. There's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way. Okay. You want to go down I Street as fast as you can. <laughs> and when you hit those intersections, you will literally get airborne, <laughs> but you have to be holding Wait your- a minute. Aren't there stops? <laughs> yes, there are. We're looking at, what, are there? I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe the other way there is. I don't is. know if there are on I Street. Yeah. Some of them do and some of yeah, them Yeah, and you have to have your t- steering wheel straight, though, because when you land, <laughs> if it's not, you... That is like <laughs> the are pretty that is about the scariest thing you've ever you'll ever do here in Utah. Go down I Street, and if you even if you go down slow, people are like they're throwing all kinds of yeah. prayers out. Also, yeah, don't do it in a car you like. No, oh, yeah, no, no, no. You do your best don't friend's do car. Yeah. Don't rent, do it in the winter. Don't do it in the winter. Go rent a car. Yeah, go rent. You know what's the difference between a like a Range Rover and a, a car rental? I don't know, Chris. What's the difference? You could take a rental car anywhere. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, right? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm about. <laughs> I've traveled a lot. I can, yeah. I can tell you stories from rental cars. Yeah. So, that's awesome. So, never, I mean, yeah, never go- buy a used rental. By the way, just no. as a, a PSA here, no, don't, no, no. don't ever do that at all. So particularly if it has an e-brake, you know, the handbrake, because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. everybody's doing those, pulling those up, and, and going. <laughs> that's what they're doing going down I Street, and they're like pulling the e-brake, and that's the, something fun. If you aren't from Utah and you're not familiar with the snow, come and check out the snow and have your friend drive you around in like a church parking lot and they will do donuts. donuts. And do donuts. And they will oh get gosh. this car flipping around to the point where it's better than almost any amusement ride. And you'll you'll think you're dying, but it's a lot of fun. It is better than an amusement ride. Because yeah. amusement rides, you know you're not going to die. Yeah, that's totally, <laughs> so, so when I was 16, when, real quickly, when I was 16, we went to a church parking lot. And my friend had a, it's called a Vega. It was this beat up car. I don't even, I don't even know. I know if, you know what Vega is? Yeah. Well, we didn't know that, but they had like cement barriers in the center of the, of the parking lot and they had pounded up all the snow around it. And so my friend's like, do you think we could hit that and go right through it? And I'm like, obviously. We hit that so hard. And we went forward and he came back and jerked so hard he pulled the steering wheel off the column. So yeah, come to Utah and do that. Hey, so that's like the time I told my friend to jump off a retaining wall because the snow would be soft and she broke her leg. Yeah, I, awesome. I, even if those cement barriers weren't in the middle, you guys might still have the same. <laughs> yeah, thing I mean, when you're like 16, they, you don't think that they through. They packed right? that. They packed yeah, that oh, they, snow. Yeah, it was like it's packed pretty <laughs> tight. So 
Yeah, so if you're going to come to Utah, don't get into packed snow with a car. That's, that's about it. But yeah, <laughs> that's my advice. Several PSAs from Chris yeah, Probos. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. Yeah. G.I. Joe. <laughs> we see a lot of G.I. Joe reference there. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Chris. Oh, this it's been, been my pleasure. I'm so glad that you guys had me on. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. I think that's going to do it for the night. So uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks again for Chris for for Chris Provost. That's uh, really cool. And, and we suck. We forgot to have him plug his his stuff. So I'm going to plug it for him right now. Um, so YouTube.com forward slash Chris Provost. Uh, check out his YouTube YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. You can find him on Twitter, and he is at Narrow Blue. Yeah, N-A-R-R-O-W-B-L-U. Or just on Facebook as yeah. Chris Provost. Um, and uh, follow him. He, uh, it's not B-L-U-E? Yes, it's B-L-U-E. Didn't I say that? No, he, he said, said B-L-U. Um, Chris said it was it was N-A-R-O-W-B-L-U. E. There's any at the end of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> potato, <laughs> potato. <laughs> Fucking potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Fucking surrounded by potatoes. <laughs> I'm going to like Did you just potatoes. call me a potato? Potato. Potato, potato. There's our episode. Potato. Potato. Yeah, how the fuck am I going to do that? Like, potato. P-O-T-A-H-T-O. That's how you spell it. P-O-T-A-H-T-O. You have to do it phonetically. And then Tay is P-O-T-A-Y-T-O. P-O-T-A-T-O. So you can find us at TNU Podcast on Twitter. Or our website is thenewtah.wordpress.com or on Facebook. And, of course, we like to hear your feedback. We like to see your shares. It's always a, a nice to interact with people locally. And we have a great lineup coming up the next few weeks. So. If you, we if you do. Li- I'm excited. If you like our stuff, share it, please. Uh, that helps us the most. Um, and uh, if you have an event coming up, let us know. If you want to be on the show, uh, reach out. Um, Facebook's usually one of the best places to reach out to us. Um, a lot of us look at those messages as they come in. Uh, Jess pretty much is the only one who responds because we're all... I've responded every once in a while, but... <laughs> I'm always afraid I'll do something wrong when I touch I'm it. I'm not as so. creative at responding as Jess is, so usually you get like, thanks, or oh, that's cool. <laughs> so uh, thanks uh, for joining us, and uh, don't light Don't blow your hands off. Yeah, don't light anyone's house on fire. Yeah. Um, in fact, just don't fucking light your fireworks off. Just go sit on your roof and look around, and I'm no, sure you'll see something somewhere. don't do that, because someone will probably fall off the roof. <laughs> and that'll be our, fir- our, our fault, yeah, because it I broke told them. So uh, have a few drinks, go watch some fireworks, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>